You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. Welcome to Geekly Dose. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. Now your hosts, Tim Bridgewater and Caitlin Frank. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 43 of Geekly Dose, which is, of course, your number one spot for all things geek. That includes games, comics, movies, mostly movies lately, etc. My name is Tim Bridgewater. Uh, I'm an actor. I'm a screenwriter. You can find me over at Facebook.com slash Tim Bridgewater 2. And of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Miss Caitlin Franks. What is up, peoples? Uh, it's Caitlin. Uh, kind of doing some new stuff. I'm pretty much mom, geek, gamer, but um, started doing some exercise mm-hmm. and uh, trying to chronicle my journey. I'm doing uh, DDP yoga and... Um, Kind of threw that up, made some videos. Uh, it's been a little while since I've done one because things have been busy with kids back in school and whatnot. Of but um, that's on YouTube, and so get you that kind of fun stuff before we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of YouTube, I want to remind you guys that uh, we try to do a little bonus YouTube content every episode now because we actually stream our uh, podcast live video wise over at youtube.com slash awesome pods. So if you're listening to this now, just on the podcast, head over to youtube.com slash awesome pods. If you want to see a video of this and you get the bonus and we did sort of a little uh, a review of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, because we, you know, we obviously talked about it on previous episodes and we felt like we needed to give you guys our thoughts on it and all that. So if you want to check that out, head over there and give it a look. While you're there, go ahead and subscribe and like and share and comment and all that good stuff, too. And you can also catch us on Twitter at Awesome Pods. And of course, you can always email us at geeklydose at gmail.com. And we will read your email on air. We'll answer it to the best of our ability. Right. Right. Speaking Absolutely. of that, we do actually have an email that we're going to address in this episode, too. But speaking of that, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a rundown of what we're going to talk about on today's episode. Uh, first, we're going to do a geek out, which is, of course, a segment where Caitlin and I kind of talk about some of the more geekier things that we have done since the last episode of the podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about Batman versus Superman, the San Diego Comic-Con little teaser that they showed there. We're going to talk about the footage, even though I haven't seen it. Right. You haven't seen it. Um, I mean, it leaked like briefly. And then, of course, Warner Brothers came in and just like shut that mouth. Yeah. Yeah. But there are some images, though. So you can I mean, it wasn't that long. So I've actually seen like the images from the TV. Yeah, I think that's actually all I caught was images. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that for a little bit. I saw it. The entire thing. Yeah. It's stupid that they take it down there. Yeah. It's probably. It's not enough really to just be like. Well, anything they show publicly like that. Yeah. It's ridiculous that for them to take it down, right? Like that. I guess they try to make it so it's like we you know, want we, to surprise if, you. If you were there, right. yeah, right. that's what it is. Cause people, yes, because they want people to come to Comic Con, right. and if you come, well, you get to see something that no one else can see. I'm sorry, yeah. unless they're making money months. from attendance, <laughs> it shouldn't matter. Well, they probably do. Well, I don't know if Warner Brothers does. See, I that's mean, what I'm wondering. Right. It's like that doesn't make sense. So yeah, mm. we'll get to that anyway. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that a little bit, and along on that same front, you know, we're gonna go ahead and include uh, the new Wonder Woman costume was revealed. Uh, Superman has uh, some updates to his suit that have been revealed. We're gonna talk about Dwayne the Rock Johnson being cast as Black Adam. That's all kind of tied into the same universe. So we're gonna talk about that, and then we're also gonna talk about this possibility for a new Supergirl TV show, which mm-hmm. makes Caitlin very happy very or happy. very devious, depending on <laughs> depending on how you interpret that. So we're going to talk about that for a little bit. Uh, and then because it's been such a 
ongoing discussion ever since episode one of Geekly Dose. <laughs> and <laughs> like now two that it's finally ago, here. We, we have to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, the, the live action film. It won't be this big, long thing because we know it's kind of old news now in a way. Yeah. But we're trying to catch up. You know, we've been going for like two months and we just we didn't want to abandon these topics because these are things that we talked about before. Right. So we want to come back and give our thoughts on them now. And then, of course, um, we're going to have uh, a trailer overdose this episode, which is going to be for Arrow season three. (laughs) So, um, yeah, we're going to break that down and it's probably going to contain some spoilers for season one and season two. I feel like we can't really. Yeah. If you you haven't watched the first two seasons, I'm so sorry. Please pause this. Go watch at least season one. Right. Yeah. And and then. Unpause. I mean, what the heck are you doing with your life anyway if you haven't watched it yet? Right. If you don't, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. <laughs> God, Jesse. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's just kind of get into it. Well, I mean, I kind of want to just, I really just said this, but I just want to remind everyone, let you guys know, we're, we're aware that it's been like two months or something oh, yeah. since the last episode. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we all just have lives. <laughs> and sometimes it's hard to get together. Yeah. And sometimes there's nothing to talk about. Uh, and then, you know, we're just all busy. But if you've been listening to Geekly Dose long enough, then that's nothing new to you anyway, right? Because right. we've done that mm-hmm. <laughs> before. So just bear with us and rest assured that uh, we will keep going, you know, as long as we can. So we're going to start off with Geek Out and... Uh, can you come back and do a geek podcast without acknowledging the massive 12 day, 552 episode Simpsons marathon that aired on FXX, right? I can you can. Please, did, did you not watch not a single episode? No. Wait a second. I quit. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking off my headphones. I mean, don't I'm get me out. wrong. Don't get me wrong. I like the Simpsons, but I've never been a huge. Wait a second. Simpsons. I'm out. I quit. I'm out. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All these years. This was the final episode. Wasted. Geekly knows. Join us next week while I have a new co-host. <laughs> Bart Simpson. <laughs> right. Fifteen years we've known each other, just thrown out the window. Uh, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but you know something. I mean, if there was ever a chance for you to catch up, I, I had a that good reason. Would have been that week. I right? had a good reason. I had a good reason. Oh, I can't so. wait to hear this. <laughs> or or do we not want to say what it is? Well, you finish Coma. your geek out, and okay. that's going to be okay. part of mine. Fair enough. I watched over 100 episodes, I'm sure. Yeah? <laughs> oh, I, pro- yeah. I probably got in, I may have gotten into like the mid-30s or something. Oh, uh, episodes wise. leave it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in terms of like full episodes, I probably watched at least like 30 of those, <laughs> which out of 552 is not many. Still, yeah, but uh, you know, with work and everything, but it was great. I mean, it reminded me why I love that show so much, you know. And, yeah. and the interesting thing was watching it progress because seeing them all in such a short period of time, mm-hmm. you know, you, you look at like season one and you just see how primitive the animation was and the voice right. acting was so different. And, and then by the time that they got caught up, it was all in HD and CGI and just all right. kind of crazy stuff yeah, like 3D, right. I mean, I watched Inside the Actor's Studio, which is a show I absolutely love. When they did the entire Simpsons I've cast, seen that one. That's like, oh my gosh, I've been I trying loved to find it. that episode for free. 
since then. Oh, I have no idea. And like, I think YouTube just has like parts of it or something. But. It, it was good. Yeah. I love, you know, when you can get a group of people like that together that have worked together for so long. Even And even though, you know, they're kind of in their own little booths doing their own kind of thing, it's kind of mm-hmm. cool to see a group like that come together and they can still play off of each other and interact. Right. It's, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. And the one thing I've always, like, that's one of my favorite things to watch is, uh, like an animated show that I love, I love to to watch the voice actors do the voices. Yeah, you know, it's just something like it's surreal about fun. it. Right, it's like extremely fun. I love, I love watching Seth MacFarlane. I mm-hmm. could watch him all day long for many <laughs> reasons, but it's fun to watch him do stuff like that. He's uh-huh. he's great, and to, to think, especially somebody like Seth MacFarlane, because he's got so many different voices that he can do, mm-hmm. and how he keeps them straight in his head. I mean, yeah. As witnessed as if you've watched Geekly Dose episodes with me in them at all, my brain does not work that fast. <laughs> it just, I've tried to read to my children and do different voices for different characters, and I can't even just reading to my kids. I can't keep, you know, the sounds in my head quite right, you know, yeah. all those different characters. And That's ugh. the funny thing. Like, by the time I, I, like, I watched so many Simpsons episodes that I found myself doing some of the voices like, <laughs> like better than I ever had been able to do them before. Right. <laughs> and the funny thing, you know, and I've, I've been knowing this for years, but, you know, there's really just like a handful of actors that do most of the voices on the show. I mean, yeah. like Hank Azaria does like eight or nine characters. Right. And At when least. you watch all those episodes back to back, you it becomes more clear because you can hear it. Right. It's like, you know what? Reverend Lovejoy. Well, no, this isn't Hank Azaria, but you know, Harry Shearer does Lovejoy. And uh, and Principal Skinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you hear them and you realize you can hear his voice in both. Mm-hmm. They start to kind of sound alike at times. Right. Uh, but very awesome. I mean, The Simpsons is a great show. You know, there's nothing really else to be said about that. Is that I, I just, it was nice to come home every single day and have something to watch. Like, I don't think I changed the channel at all <laughs> during that week. I just left it on FXX and I always had something to watch during my lunch break when yep. I got home from work. Before I went to work, it was always on, and it was awesome. And you know, and I can I can respect that there is an animated show that has had as many seasons as they have, and to have as many stories as they could tell. I mean, you don't you don't see that in television nowadays. Right. I mean, the last time you saw something like that was Mash, mm-hmm. and that ended in the early '80s. I mean, Star Trek. You know, Friends. Friends got somewhat close to Seinfeld. You know, you just don't see that in TV anymore. A lot of times you're doing good if you get one full season. Mm -hmm. You know, you just don't see epic TV like that anymore. And so I can totally uh, appreciate and respect that. And it's it's awesome. It's really awesome. It's just so surreal that, you know, I would... You know, in the epi- in the night with them being on one season and then come back the next night and they're like two seasons ahead. And it's right. like at one point it was like season 23. And I'm like, wow, just right? the thought of a show being on television for that long is just amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, I just want to acknowledge that because it was it was a massive geek out. Because uh, I didn't watch anything else for the most part for that entire week. It is so. pretty epic. And, and my excuse, honestly was um, I was watching Game of Thrones and getting completely caught up. I am completely caught up now. I know what's going on. And I'm mad that I'm caught up now because I'm ready for the new season to start. And they are like wow. right in the middle of filming. I'm like, no. You know what? Now that you say that, 
I, I have to let it slide that you didn't watch. The Simpsons. I appreciate you're watching that. Greatly. One of my other favorite TV shows of all time, Game of Thrones. So you're all caught up. I'm all caught up. That is awesome. I am all caught up, and I'm so mad at. Uh, I'm so. God, I don't even know if I should say stuff because I know there's people that are probably yeah, trying to get caught up. But I will that. say, the more I watch it, the more I fall in love with Tyrion Lannister. Well, that's you and everyone else. I, I, think, yeah. I, <laughs> I think you're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, I, he's very much a lovable, likable character. And even, I can't even think of the actor's name right now that plays him, but even. Peter Dinklage. Yes. Thank you. Peter Dinklage. The more I watch it, the more I love Peter Dinklage. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. I could run off with him. <laughs> Maybe. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm no, not really. I'm really caught but, up on that. Uh, I, I yeah. wish we could discuss more. Yeah, but I know there's just a lot of maybe lot of spoilerific stuff. Maybe maybe right before the new season starts, mm-hmm. once they come out with that, sure, we, we'll yeah, do we we'll give, do yeah. like an all Game of Thrones episode. Why not? Or something yeah, by like that, that time, you know, if you everybody if you're not be. caught up for season six or whatever, then I'm so sorry, sorry for you. Yeah. But. <laughs> so my geek out um, is Diablo three's new p- patch. Came out. I am a huge Diablo fan. Um, it was one of the first games that my husband and I played. That's kind of when I really got into gaming really hard. Is when he when we were dating, and um, he introduced me to Diablo two. And I didn't, you know, grow up with the access to a lot of the geek stuff other than you know what we had on Fox Kids Saturday morning. Yeah. So I didn't play. Dungeons and Dragons. I didn't get into, you know, nobody introduced me. I didn't find out about Cthulhu until like three years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm way behind it's the curve. Right? <laughs> but like, nobody else I knew was into that stuff, you know, or they didn't, or they were, and they never said anything to me, didn't think I would be into it or whatever. So I'm. I mean, it's, it's public domain now. I'm, that's all I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm very much a late blooming geek. And th- that's just kind of the story of my life. I'm kind of the last to know. You know, mm-hmm. late, perpetually late to the party. So um, he got me into Diablo 2, and Diablo 2 is, is, was great. Great Blizzard property. Um, but if you get it, if you really know anything about Diablo 2, it's very much you're playing the same campaign over and over again with different and the mobs are in different it's not like Mario where you start the game and you know you're going to have that first little weird dude that pops out and you're going to have to jump it's not the same mobs in the same places every time you load you're going to have a different experience you're going to have different loot um different loot sets different ways to get the loot sets and so that was kind of the fun of Diablo is that you kind of you knew what was going to happen every time you load but you didn't know. And so a lot of people were kind of complaining once Diablo 3 released because they were like, um, you know, you still had the randomness of the loot and you had some of the randomness of the mob, but it still kind of really, it got old. It kind of, there was a little more focus on story than there was gameplay. When they released the Reaper of Souls um, expansion, they really kind of took a step back because if you, get through the end and of the original Diablo 3 um, once you finally get through all of those acts and levels the, it, it just it really felt like it took forever they did a great job with it don't get me wrong but there was a lot more focus on on story than there was gameplay when you got into Reaper of Souls that once you played through the Reapers 
expansion storyline, it went by quick. Mm -hmm. But they added a lot of things so that you would want to continue to reload and play and play and play. They added Paragon levels that allowed you to add bonuses to your stats in different ways. Um, And it really started to feel like the Diablo 2 that we all knew and love. Well, in the last two weeks, they've released their most recent patch. Now, granted, this is going to be for PC only. Uh, Consoles are just now getting the Reaper of Souls expansion, so I don't think they're quite up to this patch as of yet. Um, One thing that they've done with this patch um, is they've introduced seasons. Um, And what that is, basically, is you create a new character completely from scratch. Each season lasts six months. Um, Typically, when you create a new character right now, it's not always completely from scratch because you've already played through most of the time. And so you've unlocked all of your extra craftsmen and artisans. You've got, you know, some gear, you know, that's in your stash because all of your characters share one stash, one bank, as it were. Mm -hmm. So if you pick up, if you're playing a, a... a wizard and you pick up a bow that's specifically for demon hunters and it's a really it's got really good stats on it you can throw it in your stash and then when you make your demon hunter you can pick that up so with the season character you don't have access to any of that no artisans no gear nothing um, you do have the ability to change your levels so you don't you can make it harder master expert nightmare level hell level however difficult that you want to make it you can bring it up scale it back whatever you can play in groups but only with other season characters um, and the cool thing is is your drop rate on epic items is a lot higher on season characters The other cool thing is once you get to the end of the season, which at this point is going to last six months, anything that you acquire on that season character, if you have room in your stash, all of the gear, all of the gems, everything will go into that stash. And at that point, you can bring it back to your regular play characters. So it was a really cool thing. Um, I mean, I'm level, I just made a Crusader, which is one of their new playable classes, um, which is very much a tank, which in some ways I was a, I was really happy to see because they didn't really have, even though they had a barbarian, it wasn't so much of a dedicated tank. There wasn't a whole lot of skills that like taunt or like, Hey, over here to distract all of the NPCs from to, to get onto your character and away from everybody else there. The crusader has a lot of abilities like that. So it gives you a dedicated tank because a lot of people are playing together. So um, I know we have a lot of people from my World of Warcraft guild, the element, playing um, playing together. Clint and I play together. We have other friends that we play seasons together. So <clears throat> it, it's it gives you that dedicated tank. And the Crusader also has some healing abilities for the group as well. Uh, Wizard has some of those as well. So it gives you the ability to get together with your friends and for lack of better phrasing, um, just because I've played so much World of Warcraft you almost it's almost like raiding but not really so you can have a tank you can have a dps you can have a healer but i mean as long as your difficulty isn't set too high you can just go through like i had mine on normal difficulty when i started and i was just plowing through crap i mean Mm. just hack and slash it's like i'm gonna kill you all <laughs> you know and and the drop rates are great because i mean trying to get a legendary especially the when the game originally came out it was like pulling teeth you know even in the the rifts that they've done which are um 
specific areas that they created um, outside of the storytelling gameplay. It, it was just re- wasn't all that easy, or at least I found for me, I, it, the game may not like me, to get legendaries. Whereas playing on my Crusader as a seasoned character, I hit level four, four, uh, 14 and I already had a legendary two-handed sword. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- that was practically unheard of you know, <clears throat> even in the initial Reaper of Souls expansion. So been kind of geeking out on that and playing that and getting psyched up for, because um, we're getting to the end of the current expansion for World of Warcraft and they've released the new uh, Warlords of Draenor cinematic and given some more information and BlizzCon is coming up in October. Um, so I'll probably be buying the virtual ticket for that and um, checking that out. I'm a huge, huge, huge blizzard head i guess you could say <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting really excited for warlords of draenor i've already bought my expansion <laughs> preloaded so it's it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun so that's my geek out and this is one of those games that i've never played uh, i'm so sorry for you <laughs> yeah but uh <laughs> we, we've talked about it before because uh i think when it came out when this one came out originally i think steven reviewed it and kind of talked about and went to like this huge detail about it. I mean, uh, you know, if you're familiar with Geekly Lose at all, you know, Tim Bridgewater doesn't really play a lot of RPG type fantasy games. I do feel like I am missing out on something. I really do. But for some reason, they just don't. I guess I just haven't found one that interests me enough to get into. You know, I usually stick with my action adventure and I'm just. But I am kind of hurting for something to play now, you know? Because I've been, would, I started would playing Uncharted 2 again. That's how bored I've been in times of <laughs> games. <laughs> you know? I would, I mean, wow. you know, definitely find somebody that's got it and just say, hey, can I bum it off of you for a few days? Just get the basic one. Try it out. Try out all the classes, you know. I'll wh- give it to you. Witch Doctor is all awesome. Right. So there you go. See? <laughs> I don't know how it translates to console because I'm I'm more of a PC gamer, mm. and especially with Blizzard games. Blizzard's had a habit um, in the past, especially that they just don't do r- great console games. They've been, but they've wanted to. Yeah. Um, they did do some way back in the day, like early PlayStation. Um, but they've been a lot of their stuff is just no way to translate it well to right. console, and so they gave it a whirl with this, which I could see. I mean. They um, they did a Baldur's Gate, which originally was on PC, and then they did a Baldur's Gate version that was on, I know it was on Xbox, um, and it translated fairly well, which, of course, wasn't Blizzard that did that. I want to say that was Bioware, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. So if I am, I'll get yelled at when I get home. Because <laughs> that was the other game we played. The, the, the thing that really got me into gaming and... My, my doorway to geekdom was definitely my husband. You know, he's probably a bigger geek than I am. And uh, the two things that he had that we played all the time was Baldur's Gate and um, Diablo 2. Mm-hmm. So, which is a lot of fun. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. Well, this Diablo game keeps coming up. Maybe one day I'll be convinced to give it a shot. I think you should. <laughs> I think you should. Okay. Well, I just had one more thing I wanted to mention, and mostly because we reviewed this film. And it was an overall negative review <laughs> because uh, it wasn't one that any of us were particularly crazy about. And that is Amazing Spider-Man 2. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the Blu-ray was recently released and I bought it, which 
you're probably thinking, why the why? hell did you do that? Because yeah. you didn't like it. You know, you go back a couple episodes, you can hear our review of that if you want to hear the details of that. Well, I'm just basically going to tell you why I decided to get it, okay? For one thing, I have a 3D TV, which means I at, at time, you know, every now and then I have to buy a 3D movie or I'm just not getting my money's worth from the TV, yeah, right? That makes sense. And a movie like Spider-Man 2, you know, even though the 3D wasn't amazing, wow, I just, it just, I just had to use that word, huh? Yeah, he did. <laughs> no, uh, I decided to go ahead and pick it up in 3D and everything because I said, well, you know, I, I got to have it. But most importantly, um, very much like The Amazing Spider-Man 1, which right. I also own, there's tons of bonus features. Yeah. Right. And that always excites me. And I was so impressed by the amount of bonus features that The Amazing Spider-Man had. I said, well... I'll probably be just as impressed with the ones on this one. And I was. There's all kinds of stuff. There's about 10 or 11 deleted scenes. And with that being said, I wanted to see if any of those deleted scenes, had they been in the film, would the film have been better? Right. And the answer is no. The movie's still Ooh. terrible. <laughs> did, did they? Let me ask you this. Because deleted scenes are kind of weird for me. Like... I would almost rather, if they're going to do deleted scenes, not throw them in. I mean, throw them in as an option for the special features. Uh But I'd love to have an option where, you know, you could play them where they were supposed to. In the context of the film. Yeah. Right. And some, usually you get that with director's cut, you know. Right. And I was really hoping there was a director's cut on there and there's just not, it's just nothing but the theatrical Is there at least a decent gag reel? I don't think there's a gag reel at all, actually. I think every yeah. DVD should have a gag reel. Right. I mean, because you know there's I tons love, of stuff. Right. That is like my favorite <laughs> part of any movie. Like, that's why I almost hate, like, renting from Redbox, because it's a rental version of the DVD, so you don't get hardly any of the special features if yeah. you get them. I'm like, just give me the gag reel. Right. I just want the gag reel. At the, at the very least, no matter what kind of budget your film has... You can have a gag reel. You know, the right? stu- some of the things that we've done as Sedgley Films, you know, we right. didn't have like all this extensive behind the scenes stuff because we didn't have a budget. But we still had a blooper reel because right. you're always going to end up with that. So it, it always baffles me when they don't have those on there. Uh, but then again, maybe I just missed it. But I'm pretty sure it's not on there. So, you know, we get a bunch of deleted scenes, including this whole scene where Peter meets his father. And it's just like... Right. I do understand why they took it out because one of the beautiful things about that is they also have the commentary version where yeah. you can listen to Mark Webb talk about why they took that stuff out. The, the most amazing thing about watching the behind the scenes stuff of this film is hearing them talk about how much work they're putting into this film and how like the, several of them said, including AVA Rad, I think, mentioned several times how this is the biggest Spider-Man film we've ever done, yada, yada, yada. And then we watched the movie and it's like... None of that matters because the movie fucking sucks. Right. And like, that, <laughs> like, I'm sorry that like it does. And watching it again, I was like, wow, this movie should have been so much better than this. Yeah. And but it had the potential. I mean, if they're going to do Amazing Spider-Man 3 and the way they've been talking about doing it, you know, the, the way they've built it up with the storyline that coincides with the comics, to some extent it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it still it was just like... There had to have been a better way to do this. Yeah. A lot better way to do this. But I would say if you're if you're someone who just loves to find out how movies are made and see behind the scenes stuff, yeah. pick it up. But don't get, I mean, you know, like I said, I got the 3D version because I have the TV. Right. But n- never would I spend that much money uh, Normally. usually. <laughs> yeah. 
you you, you want to get I'm the surprised Blu-ray you version. spin it on the 3D TV. <laughs> oh, oh, trust me, it was with a it was a I called it it was a Black Friday thing. So, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The- um, but yeah, if if you do happen to want to get it, get the most bare version of it that you can. They they make these really simplified like Blu-ray versions that just have the film yeah. and like maybe some bonus stuff. Right. Get that. Don't get the extended cut because you know it's not. You don't want to spend that much money on this movie. No. But I mean, as always, just finding out how they did a lot of stuff is super impressive. Yeah. Like I had no idea. I kind of figured this, but for instance, uh, the whole Times Square scene mm-hmm. with Electro and everything. All of that, that entire Times Square is CG. Like the signs, the video monitors, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That That's would make amazing, sense. right? Yeah. Like, it, looks, it would make sense, but yeah. I mean, there's sense no way you can film that shut in Times Square. Yeah, because Times right. Square is like constantly, I mean, 24 hours a day, there's yeah. crap ton of people in Times Square. So you can't really shut it down. And that's a really big scene. Yeah. And they, you know, they obviously, I mean, obviously, when Electro destroys all the buildings, that was CG too. I mean, well, but, yeah. but you know, it's, you cannot tell. Cause I mean, they, they said they actually went and got some of the actual, they found out people who were actually advertising in Times Square, right. contacted them. They sent them video footage and everything. Right. I mean, that, that kind of stuff is just great. So if you want to find out all the details about special effects and all that, and the music and all that, they go into great detail about that kind of stuff. And even if I dislike a film, I can appreciate it because of that. Right? Yeah. I can appreciate it because of the amount of work that went into making it, even if the movie itself wasn't that good. Right. So if you're that kind of a fan like me, you know, go out and pick up Amazing Sp- Spider-Man 2 on a Blu-ray or DVD, whatever you got. And speaking of Spider-Man, we actually had an email about two months ago. Sorry, it's taken this long. But about um, the Spider-Man franchise sure. um, from we've got a couple different names here. Jack, Joe, <laughs> Joe Mac, Shaolin Joe. I'm just going to say Joe. Thanks for writing us again. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, So Joe writes in, um, I feel that these movie companies are way too greedy for money. They expect to make Avengers-type money with every dang movie they release. And I'm paraphrasing a bit. Uh, That crap ain't going to happen all the time. Uh, Not every movie is going to make that type of crazy profit. They should be happy with the freaking amount of money that these movies make and keep coming out with them like there's no tomorrow. I heard that because of the amazing Spider-Man 2 not reaching the financial expectations and goals of the movie studio, they are no longer going to make the amazing Spider-Man 4, um, Sinister 6, and Venom. It sounds like they're going to make the amazing Spider-Man 3 be Spidey taking on the Sinister 6 and cancel a solo Sinister film like they originally planned and also never make the amazing Spider-Man 4 or Venom. So I haven't heard anything within this vein whatsoever. So, I mean, IMDb is still showing. It's projected for 2016. You know. Yeah. What, what was going on in that, you know... Uh we can admit that your 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 email is about two two months old now, so right. a, lot, a lot a lot has developed since then. Right. And I think I know what you're getting at, uh, Joe. Is that you know at that point in time, there was some uncertainty. I don't think anything was ever canceled officially. There was just some uncertainty because you know Amazing Spider-Man two underperformed. And you make a comment in your email about the companies just being happy with the amount of money that they make and they should keep making movies. Unfortunately, companies don't work that way, no, Joe. Not so you much. know, they if they don't 
they have to make a profit. You know, they can't just not. I mean, yes, sometimes the profit may be a little unrealistic. You know, for instance, there have been movies in the past that have made a good profit, but it was still not enough by the company's standards. OK, that's debatable. Maybe they need to kind of fluctuate on that a little bit. But uh, I don't have the numbers on Amazing Spider-Man 2. But, you know, critically, it was not it was pretty much a failure. It did way less than like every other comic book movie that came out that year. I mean, this year. And it's just I can understand why they would be, you know, kind of skeptical about another one. But as far as we know now, everything's back on track. Right. They're still talking about Sinister Six. They're still talking about Amazing Spider-Man 3, although it may not come until after two or three other films, because now they're even talking about doing a female centered movie that takes place in spider-man's universe so you know whether that be spider girl or black cat or just someone else we don't know right but they're talking about all of that so i think what's going to happen here is that they're just they're going to take their time building back up to amazing spider-man because i think their faith in just being able to you know make tons of money on this character has kind of been you know is decreasing because people aren't buying it anymore and Honestly, I I have never been more disappointed in a franchise, you know, because I didn't love The Amazing Spider-Man and I definitely did not love The Amazing Spider-Man, too, you know, and it just right. seems like a bad idea. I bet everyone's missing Sam Raimi now, aren't you? <laughs> right. Everyone started talking <laughs> shit about, you know, as soon as they said they were going to reboot, it's like, well, Tobey Maguire sucked anyway and all this. Really? Do you still feel that way after watching <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 2? Tell me which one's a, a better movie, Spider-Man 2 or The Amazing Spider-Man 2? Okay. No for contest. my thing, yeah. it, I love Sam Raimi. I would like to see Sam Raimi. And Andrew Garfield. And Andrew Garfield. Yes, exactly. And I love <sighs> Emma Stone. I, Emma oh, Stone can yeah. do no wrong well, as far as I'm concerned. I agree with that. So, I mean, and... It, oh, man. I but I have, a long, I have a long-standing love of Sam Raimi. Like... Mm-hmm. Back to Hercules, the legendary adventures and Joxer <laughs> the Mighty. Okay. Right, yeah. Taking it way back. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean. Ted. Yeah. Yeah, his brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, that that whole Raimi, you know. Right. And Bru- but he Bruce was, Campbell's in there in like every other episode. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, you know, I, th- I think that would be better. Do Sam Raimi... With Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Well, you can't do Emma Stone now. Of course, we would never dead. see that. But yeah. No, we wouldn't. But. Yeah, but, you know, I just, man, I just still prefer that Raimi trilogy, man. I mean, even though Spider-Man 3 was mm. bad, I, I think it's a better movie than Amazing Spider-Man 2. And please, by all means, send your hate mail directly to geeklydose at gmail.com. Yes, yes. <laughs> Because I will challenge, I will argue that down <laughs> At any moment in time. Because honestly, really, Amazing Spider-Man 2 made a lot of the same mistakes as Spider-Man 3, you know. But I have to say that I prefer Spider-Man 3 just because, well, I just prefer Ra- Raimi's whole universe yeah. more so than this one. It, it's not you a know? Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst thing. It's a Sam Raimi thing. Yeah. And and yeah. I can see that because I wasn't overly impressed with either one of those actors either. Mm-hmm. So, but I love Sam Raimi. Yeah. Uh, which I didn't have a problem with the actors. Either. No, but, not, but not when people so much, talk about it, they usually bring up Kirsten Dunst. They usually bring up Tobey Maguire, you know, and his right. coolness in part three, even though he only did exactly what the director told him to do. People right. seem to forget that kind of stuff. 
Mm. But whatever. Uh, Joe, <laughs> thanks for sending us that email. I hope that answered your question. So there, there's a little there's a little reason to still be a little hopeful there. We haven't lost all hope. Uh, maybe they'll get this thing back on track because, you know, it's funny how Spider-Man was one of the biggest superhero franchises there was. And now even X-Men, which was the worst one, right. has gotten back. And now Spider-Man is going down. So. There's still hope for redemption. And it did better internationally. Jesse was nice enough to look up the numbers for us. It did better internationally than it did domestically. Yeah. So, I mean, it didn't do... Overall, it didn't do bad. Right. You know, so... 708 million worldwide. I mean, you know... You you can't complain (laughs) about that. Right, right. But, you know, they they expect to do much more than that now. Right. Um, But... And what is this? Are we saying that it made less than all three of Raimi's movies? This is all yep. Sony's See? numbers. Yep. The top three movies are the first three Spider-Mans. See? There's a reason for that. Even Spider-Man 3 made more money than Amazing Spider-Man. Than the original. Because I'm film. telling you, that word of mouth got out. Yeah. And once that word of mouth started going around, people were like, wait a second, maybe I should wait till this hits DVD. This is just <laughs> domestic, even. Yeah. So. Hmm. Uh, oh. Oh wow! Oh, that's the that's the Amazing Spider-Man. So the Amazing Spider-Man Two is even further down that list. Yeah, right. I didn't notice that. Okay, yeah. wow. And so, Joe, looking at these numbers, okay, here's this is this is this will answer your question right here. The Amazing Spider-Man Two did worse box office wise domestically than every other Spider-Man film they made. But in so. all of Sony's <laughs> properties, domestically to date, I mean, we're talking ever all time. It's still in the top fifteen, so but it's we are not talking anything about Sony to, though. It's not like they had a huge history of no. I mean, the Karate Kid is number seventeen. Well, oh wait, wait sorry, which that's, Karate no, Kid? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the second one. I mean, yeah, the, that's, the reboot. Yeah, it's the reboot. <laughs> the reboot. Yeah, but I mean, and you've got yeah, Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters from '84. Right. That see, that should tell you something. No, that's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. Right. That's but as old as that movie, movie is, it still made more money. Right now. It is. <laughs> it even made more money than the Amazing Spider-Man too. So that's why they're so doubtful about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, enough about that. At this point, we're going to switch from Marvel over on over to <laughs> DC. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about Batman versus Superman. We we know that, that a lot of this news is kind of old. Uh, we didn't really get to do a, a bunch of Comic Con. No. stuff because we we weren't here and now no. it's kind of not in the news is kind of old so we but we did want to touch on the fact that they showed a te- some teaser footage right mm-hmm. uh of which it was leaked online very soon after that but it was pulled before i got a chance to see it i think jesse said he managed to catch it Kaylin, of course you didn't need to see it either. i didn't get to see it but there are uh some screenshots that are up and, you know, basically there's a description of it. And it's very short. And from what I understand, this is this is all that happens in the entire thing. It kind of opens with Batman standing on the top of a building. Right. Then uh, his eyes light up. OK, which is a big deal for mm-hmm. Batman fans. Right. He pulls a tarp off of the bat signal. Oh, you just found it, didn't you? Uh, very crappy version of it. But yes. Yeah. Uh, he pulls the tarp off of the bat signal and it reveals Superman hovering in the sky basically being illuminated by the bat signal. Uh, and then Superman's eyes light up. So And, and everyone loses Batman's their minds. Eyes light up too. Yeah, I mentioned that, right? 
Oh, well, they just lit up. Oh, okay, yeah. I was yeah, out of Superman's order. eyes are glowing, yeah. and then Batman's eyes are glowing, and there's lots of glowy eyes. And <laughs> okay, so <laughs> let's just kind of talk about what... Because in in, a, in some ways, you, you actually learn a lot, right, about that, even though it's so short. It answers a lot of questions that a lot of Batman fans had. It's like, you know, people were saying that, why don't they ever give him white eyes, right? He'll have white eyes. But, of course, it'll be a practical reason for it, right? It won't just be, it's hope. dark, so his eyes are white now. Right. You know, it'll be like they provide some kind of a functional purpose, which makes more sense. And he's also wearing armor there, too. Mm-hmm. So... That just kind of proves the speculation that we've had for a long time that Batman will have different suits and different variations of all that. Um, and then Superman, well, he doesn't really do anything new, but <laughs> yeah. um, I, I'm getting more excited about it. You know, I'm not yeah. it's not that I've never been excited about it, but I'm still I'm just very cautious that right. we're getting a brand new Batman and he's not getting his own movie first and all that. You know, so I mean, what do you, what do you, how do you feel? About I, I kind of feel the same way, you mm-hmm. know, and and I, you know, like I've said before, they want to, for lack of a better phrasing, cash in on what Marvel's done with the Avengers and now Guardians of the Galaxy, which you can hear me talk about in the uh, YouTube exclusive content. But they're creating this whole new universe, and they're wanting to get to the Justice League movie, yeah. which means. You know, even though you have some of the people, I believe, who were involved in, you know, the the most recent Batman trilogy, you're not ha- you're not getting Christian Bale. You're getting mm-hmm. Batfleck, you know, which mm-hmm. I've made my peace with, you know. I've, yeah. And a lot of that has to do with Kevin Smith and hearing him ramble on about it for hours and hours. So, and then you've got all these other characters that they're introducing. You know, you've got Wonder Woman and... You know, Marvel has had 10, 10 plus years to build all of these characters with their own individual movies. And now they're just, they've gone, okay, we've had one to introduce Batman, I mean, um, Superman, and now we're just going to jump in with both feet. And it could have either, it it has the potential to go both ways. I'm kind of like you. I'm very cautiously optimistic. Mm. I really, really want to see this do well because I want to see how Wonder Woman's going to do. Yeah. You know, that's something that I, I think everybody has wanted to be done and done well since Linda Gray hung up the boots years ago. You know, give us a good... Carter. Yeah. Yeah. What did I, I say? say? <laughs> you said Linda Gray. Where did I get that from? Um, Can't wait to find out who that character is. Right? Um, but Linda, Car- yeah, since Linda Carter hung up her, her boots and. Ooh, so oh, from Dallas. Yeah. Dallas. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I hadn't even been watching that. Jeez. Um, but yeah, since Linda Carter hung up the boots and the rope, everybody's been wanting a good inca- incarnation, not incantation, incarnation of Wonder Woman. And I was very skeptical on Gal Gadot, which we've talked about before, because she is a, more known as a model and a lot thinner, and Wonder Woman's a flippin' Amazon. She's not meant to be rail thin, yeah. like you see the pictures of Gal Gadot. You know, she's... Yeah, well, she's, let's talk about that. Let's go into the, the conversation about the costume, then, okay. since we're uh, heading in that direction. Um, yeah, just... Based on where you were going with that, what, what do you think about Gal Gadot in the Wonder Woman costume? The I, photo that was revealed. I like it. 
Okay. I like it because I I still think she could be a little bit, not bulkier. I don't want to say that. That's not quite right. But she is a warrior. She is a warrior woman, a warrior princess. And this looks like armor. Mm -hmm. And so that's what... That's what kind of gets me. You see her at least somewhat up armored and she has a sword in her hand. You know, I I really, I like it. I really like it. There's not, I mean, you kind of get used to some of these movies. Like there's a, there's a color tone on a lot of these movies. If you know what I'm saying, especially with like the Batman movies, it was very flat and dark, especially like that, you really get a sense of that in the old Tim Burton Batman's, where everything is dark. You're doing dark colors with just about everything, mm-hmm. unless it's Jack Nicholson running in as the Joker. Um, but it sets it visually sets a tone, and the picture it it does still look quite um, it, yeah, know, I mean, tonal, right. flat tonal. But I still kind of like that. You're not getting completely the red, white, and blue, like you you, t- you normally see. Yeah. But depending on where they're going with her storyline, I mean, you know, she might uh, yeah. be right off the island. Right. I, I, and I think one of two things are, are is going on here, right? I think either A, this is just a manipulation. I mean, they just changed the colors of the photo just to give people something to talk about, right? Because right. everybody's complaining about it not being red and blue and all that. Well, that could easily just be like a filter on that photo. Absolutely. You know, and that could still be red. Now, I mean, it'd be bright red and gold, which I don't think it should be, you know. Um, so either or that's going on. it could be on. early in the, in the movie. Or that. Before that's, that's been, yeah. been adapted. Or, you, you know. know. Right, right. Like you say, like maybe she comes from the island looking like that. And then once she, she adopts, like at the end of the film. She right. comes out in the red and blue, right? Because now she's living in America or something and they right. kind of tie it in and she, you know, she wants to be a symbol like Superman. So right. she's like, well, he has a bright and red and blue looking costume. So now I'll change mine to that. Right. You know? Because if anything, if there's anything that we've learned so far, especially after watching that teaser, is that they are very much paying attention to the comic books. Yeah. I mean, look at Batman, for goodness oh, sake. Oh, yeah. You know, that's the most comic book accurate looking Batman we've ever gotten. So why would they just say the hell with the comic book all of a sudden in terms of Wonder Woman? I don't think they would. I just think they're giving us something to talk about. They don't want to reveal everything. You got to save some stuff. And I think that's what they're doing with her. And I mean, even if it's not, even if it just stays this color the entire movie, I mean, it's still not a bad look. I mean, even from this movie, the the majority of the chest piece from what looks like to be a W belt to between the eagle that's crested on the top of the chest, it looks like it could be some red tones in there. The bottom of the skirt, you know, it there could be some blues in there. They could have just toned it that way. Totally. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean... There's and of course, people have done their own Photoshop oh, yeah. uh, versions of how it could possibly look, and it's still and and we're looking and at it one still right now looks and it still great. Looks good, yeah, that it still looks great. Just with a mute, sort of a muted red and a muted blue, looks good. Right, uh, and then they've done one where they've changed um, the belt and the the eagle from they've left. They've done one where they've left it gold. They've done another one where they've uh, made it and the 
boots and the bracelets, the cuffs, um, silver. Mm-hmm. And I do like the cuffs. I like that they're they're longer. You know, as opposed to oh, Linda Carter's as ones, to bracelets. Yeah. yeah, they're not really bracelets. It looks like a piece of armor that could exactly. deflect a bullet. Exactly. You know, and that's what I love about it is that you know they made those things to where it looks like something that a person would actually wear in battle, as opposed to just right. being like these little things that don't really protect anything. <laughs> right. These look like they will protect her forearms, right? And she also has the lasso too, which I was personally wondering if they were even going to bring that thing into the movie. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know, it's always been kind of hard to rationalize an Amazon warrior having a lasso that's so associated with cowboys, right? <laughs> what about the invisible but, uh, jet, I, I was going to bring that up. See, next. that's the question, though. Like, are it's they going to make her picture. be able to fly, like the new version of Wonder Woman? Because, like, Wonder Woman can like fly now. Yeah, but would they do that? Like, do you really want to make her powers that similar to Superman uh, right yeah. off the bat? At least, yeah. I don't think you do. I would keep her grounded. That's what I would do. I don't know. She doesn't need to fly at all. <laughs> Give her like, the that's, jet. That's the way I feel. It. Well, we we, we know that damn jet is not going to be. Well, but she's still, I mean, even in the. We can't do an invisible jet. I'm sorry. That's a little too lame. Even in the 19, what, 60s, 70s Linda Carter version, she could jump really high mm-hmm. and jump very far. Yeah. You know? I think they should. Jesse's yeah. giving a look at his invisible jet. <laughs> Which is not a euphemism for anything, I swear. No, it's an actual, it's actual invisible hero gen. clicks piece. So you don't see that being in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not so no. much. They would have to find the most creative way possible to show that, and it'd probably just be like cloaking device where it's reflective just or something. Just be her doing this, just yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> like what did the um, what's the name of the big ship in the Avengers? The big. Oh, the helicarrier. The helicarrier, yeah. Like, it can do that. It I can remember cloak something. itself. Right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, You're slacking, Tim. Yeah, if they did it, it would be like that. But there's no way you can rationalize this Amazon woman having that kind of technology. I mean, come on. Like, maybe later Not to on, that extent. Batman makes one for her in one of the f- future movies. Right. But in this one, no. She doesn't even need to fly. Maybe she can just jump high. <laughs> you're missing some interesting stuff if you're not watching us on YouTube right now. Oh my gosh. Um, YouTube awesome pods. Yeah, just make her like be able to jump relatively high. Yeah. That's enough, you know, because I think she, I mean, who knows? We probably won't even get that much of her in this film anyway. At least not as Wonder Woman, you know. Well, I'm it sure makes you Diana wonder with, with them releasing her of this film. footage in this costume it makes you wonder it does so it does but it just feels like there's so much else going on in this movie already yeah you know like with cyborg sort of being in there and then there's lex Luthor, and of course there's a new batman and you know we don't want to we don't want to go amazing spider-man 2 and And spider-man 3 route about uh aquaman of which has that ever been confirmed i don't think it has it's funny because I uh, want it to be several, so much. Several sites have posted that it's official that Jason Momoa is playing Aquaman in Justice League film, oh, right? I want it to be. But my favorite site that I usually go to for everything, and they're usually always right, Screen Rant, I'm pretty sure has not posted that. So until they post it, I don't believe it. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stick with that. It, I'm, gonna believe that I'm not going to believe that it's official. Now, I'm sure he's in talks. I mean, of course. Yeah, see, they haven't. No, I, so. I really, I really <laughs> want 
the more I think about him as, especially after watching Game of Thrones That's and right. seeing him yeah. as Carl mm-hmm. uh, Carl Dreg- Oh, I was mm-hmm. so upset. You know what I'm talking about. I was so upset. Yeah, yeah. No. The part where you about the part where he bumps his knee on the boulder, right? And then he, yeah, that part. yeah. That was I was devastating as well. Um. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, you start I mean, you start the season hating him, and about halfway through the season, you fall in love with him. Right. And, it actually ends up becoming a pretty cool story there. Between, right. Between he and uh, Daenerys. Uh, oh, but yeah, yeah. That, you can that just would be leave cool. it right there, Jesse. <laughs> Yeah, that would that would definitely be cool if that happened. Let's talk a little bit about um, Mm -hmm. because also new um, Superman has a suit that's his suit has sort of been retooled a little bit. A little bit. It's brighter. Yeah. Most noticeably. Right. Yeah, And I think that's the majority of it is really just a lot of it kind of looks the same. If you've been following the ice bucket challenges, he and um, what's her face? Amy Adams. Did it in not in character, but dressed as their costume. Yeah, he's just sitting there in the full Superman suit. Right, and they (laughs) each get one bucket each, and then she walks off, and then it's like trash can after cooler after humongous Tupperware chest. I mean, on this poor man all over his head. I guess they're thinking, well, he's Superman. It was so depressing to watch. It it hurt. (laughs) It hurt. But um, I don't I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you know. We don't we don't want to go incredibly bright, but if they want to, because even though we've seen, because we 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 haven't seen any official, we've seen like a set photo right. of him. We haven't seen like anything after editing, because even after editing, they still may darken it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks good. I mean, that's just something that you can tell that they've been paying some attention to people's complaints. One of the main complaints about uh, Man of Steel was that you know that the suit was too dark and all that, and. He still doesn't have trunks, which is good. I mean, there's no reason to add that. Right. <laughs> uh, well, but it's especially with Zod showing up and and talking about destroying the whole world to take over. It wasn't exactly a overly happy movie. Oh no, not at all. You and know, that, that's one so of the main I think I think to and and that's the, see, it makes sense to me to make it lighter now because you're bringing a character from the DC universe who is very dark, has a very dark past, has a very operates mostly in the dark in Batman, you know, obviously is who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You you want to create that crowbar separation yeah you know you want to to play with those dynamics and and bring that out i mean superman you'll see him any time of day running in to save the day batman for the most part you know it's like the old intro intro i am the terror that flaps in the night you know there's more than one reason why he's called the dark knight Mm -hmm. so it to me it makes sense to have what? Was that a line that Batman said? Yeah, they in one of the cartoons. I am the terror that. That sounds so like night. like Darkwing Duck like. Uh, oh, was it? Oh, dang! But he stole he stole the idea from Batman. Darkwing Duck is obviously based on Batman. So yeah, we, so we, we could go because the reason I'm sorry, I, I was like that doesn't I sound like something Batman would you say. You know why? You know why that's in my head? Because you were talking about uh, Ducktales earlier. That's why. And when Ducktales did so well, they brought in Darkwing yeah. Duck. See, but so. you know what? Please bring bring back all these duck characters because yeah, I love all of them. They were great. Gizmo Duck. Just, yeah. I want them all. Ducktails. I want all of them. Boy, I hit it when I'm early. 
<laughs> yeah, if you weren't, if you were too young to remember Darkwing Duck, please <laughs> oh, Google please. it. One of the greatest cartoons ever. Great. One of Stephen's favorite cartoons ever. But there was, there was, there was something similar in one of the cartoons. I mean, he didn't come out and say it every time he showed up like Darkwing sure. Duck did. Yeah. But there was something similar. Well, you know what? The flaps part may just be they may have. Just yeah. replaced a word, put you know what I mean. Right. They may have just said, "Well, Batman said this. Let's replace that word with flaps mm-hmm. to make it funny for Darkwing Duck." Nothing <laughs> comes up in the Google. Uh, I love how "faps" is an option. There. Oh no, indeed. I'm the terror that faps. faps <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay. Uh, Moving right along. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but let's talk briefly about. Um, just kind of ties in, maybe, maybe not. Um, Shazam, right? The Rock yeah. was just cast as Black Adam. I'm excited about this. And um, but he he had been teasing this for quite a while. Sure, and we didn't know if he was playing Shazam or if he was playing Black Adam. Right, and for yeah. the longest time, because because of what he had said, everybody assumed it was Shazam. He's like, yeah, because everybody's been wanting him to be in either one of the DC or, or Marvel properties, yeah, totally. you know, or even in. Um, you know, the X-Men properties. Mm-hmm. I mean, my husband was dead set that he should have been Bishop. Mm. You know, he totally should have been Bishop. So, but uh, something that he had said in an interview, he's like, yeah, I'm, you know, there's talks. I'm going to be in it. One of my favorites. You know, all you have to do is say the word. And everybody went, Which, at that, I guess at that time when he tweeted that or whatever, he must have been leaning more towards Shazam because that th- that yeah. quote lends towards Shazam, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, not it really Black does. <laughs> but maybe he was just saying that I'm going to be in the film. Uh, I don't know much about Black Adam. All I know is that he's basically Shazam's arch enemy. Right. Right. And to some extent, I think he's still kind of an he's kind of like Catwoman. He's an he's an anti hero. Yeah, I read that not full blown villain. Yeah, like the more current versions of him are making him more so of an anti hero more than a villain, which makes even more sense that they would cast someone like The Rock, right? Because you know you don't cast him because you just want like a pure evil villain, right? Because he's such a versatile actor in a lot of ways that he can go either way. And John Cena will play just as well. No, no, no. No, no, no. And I mean, but it, I mean, this if Sunday. you. Right. <laughs> WrestleMania. Yeah, which is something that I had mentioned in our, um, our YouTube exclusive content. I'm a huge wrestling fan. I've watched wrestling for years. And so I'm familiar with rock in and out of the ring. So, you know, I, and I'm familiar with him and some of the other, you know, things that he's done. And I really, I think he's a great actor. I think it's a good choice. I think it'll be a good fit. Um, everybody wants to see him in some sort of superhero something or other. Yeah. So, yeah. yeehaw. I think at this point where I'm just excited that he's going to be in something. I mean, yeah. you, know, you can't have him flying. He's one of the biggest names right now in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he basically looks like a superhero. Oh, yeah. So you got to get him in there somewhere. <laughs> and it uh, looks like Warner Brothers got lucky and got him and on board. And he's so much, to use wrestling terms, he's so much of a face, which is a totally. good guy. But he has, yeah. he's been, especially in the, the wrestling world, he's been a heel, which is, typical, is what mm-hmm. you typically refer to as a bad guy mm-hmm. um, in wrestling. And so he has the ability to pull off either one. And a lot of times, um, especially once his popularity grew within the WWE, he's trying to pull off 
being a heel, but nobody's really buying it. Everybody just loves him so much right. that he still kind of comes off no as what. a face. You know, that was the original plan for John Cena was with the whole Doctor of Thugonomics. He was supposed to be a heel, but everybody loved it so much. Mm-hmm. That's how he kind of yeah. became who he was. That shift happened and where so, the bad guys started becoming like more popular. Than right, the and everybody <laughs> wants to kind of see him go yeah. heel just for a, a change, yeah. but... Vince, does, you know, he's the face of the company. What are doing? Everybody's tired of it. Well, yeah, we're, we're obviously anyway. excited about that. I mean, yeah. um, not much else to say about it because they haven't cast anyone else to our knowledge. So we don't know who's playing Shazam. Um, there, I will mention this, though. They were talking to, uh, I guess, one of the producers at, um, because it's really going to be like a New Line Cinema production. But Warner Brothers, I believe, owns New Line Cinema now. Um, so there's one. They're talking to one of the guys from there, and he he said something that 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 lended to the possibility that Shazam would not be tied in to the other uh, DCCU universe, right? Meaning he may or may not tie into Justice League and Superman and all that stuff. Right. But he may have just been misquoted, right? Like I think he said something like. That uh, never happens. In he like literally <laughs> said that it won't that that he's not a Justice League character. And re- referring into to Shazam, right? And everybody's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> right. Especially re- more recently, New Fifty Two, he's very much right. a Justice League character. And um, especially with them basing, from what I understand, a lot of, um, if I'm like, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the Justice League stuff that they're doing is going to be at least tie in somewhat to the new 52 series. Mm-hmm. It seems strange that they would yeah. do that. Yeah. So it, it's, it's funny because I can almost see why in the beginning they may make yeah. him his own separate thing because Shazam is very similar to Superman in a lot of ways. And it kind of, you know, if you just throw him in there immediately, mm-hmm. then you've kind of got these two guys that look a lot alike. They do a lot of the same stuff. And then it kind of makes them, their value go down individually, I think. So I think at least in the beginning, let, let's get Shazam as a separate thing. And if it does well, you can introduce him in Justice League Part Two or something. Yeah. You know? But for now, I think it'd be best as a standalone. But we'll see what happens. Yep. Sounds good to me. Okay. So we got one more piece of DC news. It's really just a bunch of well, I mean, it's not speculation. It's they're definitely doing this. The guys that are behind Arrow and Flash are now pitching a Supergirl TV show to different networks because apparently the CW passed on it from what I read. Uh, See, and I just found out about this today when you Mm. mentioned it, you know, when we were messaging back and forth, like, what are we going to talk about tonight? You were like, Supergirl. And I went, wait, what? what? Yeah. (laughs) Qua? And Mm. so um, I, I, you know, caught a little bit of it, but the idea that they would, that they would broach it, I mean, they did do, um, a bit of Supergirl on um, Smallville, Smallville. Um, and I believe she went over fairly well. Mm-hmm. So, but the idea that they're going to do all of that, you know, have her her own person, her own series. Um, there's some other characters I think I'd like to see more, but yeah. I still, I'm still, you know. I mean, I'm open to it, but I just feel like it's probably for the wrong reasons. I feel like there's just been this this the surgence of uh, people really want a female superhero to have her own movie right now, her yeah. own, and and and, and they sh- and she sh- and they should, 
Absolutely. But I feel like they're only bringing up the Supergirl thing because of that. It could be. Not because they feel like they have a really good, interesting story to tell. Right. And that never turns out well. (laughs) Well, I mean, and Robert Downey Jr. recently was like, you know, he wants a Black Widow movie just as much as the rest of us do. Mm -hmm. You know? And so, I mean... There's a lot of people who are jumping on this bandwagon of strong female characters, Mm -hmm. you know, and wanting strong female characters um, like Joss Whedon has written in the past, you know, for anything, you know. Yeah. So it's I don't know. I mean, you know, it may not even get picked up anywhere, but right now it's, it's interesting to think about the potentials of it. I mean, the biggest question it brings to mind for me is. You know, can can you even unless they just reimagine the whole thing, right. which they very well might do? How do you bring her in without acknowledging her cousin? Right? right. Like it seems to me, you have to meet him first to get her. But we know Superman's not coming to TV anytime soon. Right. They're, they've really <laughs> and and I'll talk about this a little bit more later when we get ready to do trailer overdose. But they've really made a sincere, strong effort um, to differentiate their film properties from their television properties, as opposed to Marvel, who's going, hey, you know, let's have some crossover and bleed over in this, and we'll just have our fingers in everything. And and actually, I I think that's something we didn't mention, because on previous episodes, we were always speculating on whether or not they were going to combine those two. I never never thought they would. But someone from someone from WB actually came out and said no. No. I think it was Jeff Johns or somebody like came out and said. And and the the reason for that, the reason for that is because everyone loves Stephen Amell so (laughs) freaking much. And how can you not? I mean, when the guy is freaking amazing at what he does, playing Mm -hmm. Oliver Queen uh, and the Arrow, Green Arrow, um, and his internet presence is phenomenal. You know, it's very much he does his own page. He does so much, you know, charity wise. And Warner Brothers has been really good to support that with him as well. So everybody really wanted. They're like, cool, you're doing Justice League. Awesome. There's your green arrow. And they're like, and everybody's, you know, poking poor Steven with a wooden spoon going, you're going to be here. You're going to be in Justice League. You're going to be in Justice League. You know, because that's what everybody wants. But they're so hell bent and determined on. If we're even going to put Green Arrow in this, it's not going to be Stephen Amell. And to yeah. some extent, because he does such a good job, I think it's a shame. But I can see in some ways why they would do that. But I'll go into that in Trailer Overdose. Yeah, and that's something we talked about before. You know, there's just, it's easy to, to, to look from a distance and say, he's such a Green Arrow, he should be in there, all that. But when, from a creative standpoint, right. I totally understand why they're not doing that. Because I've talked about this before. You bring in Arrow, and you might have to bring in Flash because he's in the same universe as, as Green Arrow. Right. <laughs> and then you get yourself into this big bind where you have to worry about the continuity of the films versus the continuity of the TV show. But that doesn't work because they didn't take that into consideration when the TV shows first aired. So then they have to start retconning stuff so that it makes exactly. And it's just and big that's ball why of mess that's why that Agents develops. of Shield works the way it works now because they're picking up into where the middle of the universe already is. That's already set in stone. You know, it, they they 
we've talked about this before. They've made this huge plan through like 2032 or whenever it is to have all these different movies and television shows and Agent Carter and all this stuff that's coming to ABC this fall. Um, and that's why it works so well is because they've designed it and planned it and been able to put it in, you know, filter it in. As it is. Yeah. Marvel had the, they had the benefit of having their movies already out. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it's much easier to put a show into that universe than it would be to put a movie into the other or combine them, you right. know, like when they were separate at first. So, I mean, it's debatable whether or not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is good. <laughs> but well, I mean, don't get me wrong. That Ming-Na Wen and a, co- and a lot of the other people on the show are great, but... Clark Gregg is really what makes that show for me. Well, he plays Phil Coulson. I mean, it's it's awesome to see somebody like that. And I think a lot of that also has to do with Joss Whedon and his brother Jed and the way that they write. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it has a lot to do with them and the way they write characters and they take these people, you know, or actors, I should say, who normally you wouldn't see leading a show you know, just like he did with um, Nathan Fillion for Firefly. You know, that's not somebody who you normally see carry as the head of the show, but he saw something and was able to do that, and that's why Nathan Fillion has Castle. He said that a million times. He's like, without <clears throat> Firefly and without Joss, there would be no Castle. Yeah. And that's why Castle's in its, what, fifth, sixth, seventh season? I don't know. You know. Well, if there's anything to come to take away from this is that uh, I love Joss Whedon. (laughs) Yeah, that for sure. That is established. But but also that there's just so many different comic book properties that are that are being eyed and coming to the small screen soon. So we'll soon we'll be drowning in this stuff. And um, if if they make Supergirl, and I mean honestly. I have no reason to doubt Greg Berlanti and all the other people that are behind Arrow right now because they've they made it work for that. Right. And I'm excited for the Flash, and I'll be excited for Supergirl if they do this. Um, I'm a little bit more concerned about Supergirl right now, just for all those reasons I just listed. But uh, it's it's a good idea, and we'll see what happens, right? Basically, yeah. Basically. Okay. So at this point. Um, I think we're going to save trailer overdose for last, even though it would make sense to do it now since it's DC. But since trailer overdose may contain some spoilers for people who hasn't seen season one, season two, we'll just save that for the end. So now we're just going to talk very quickly about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. Uh, And Jesse's (laughs) leaving because for some reason he has still not seen the film. Oh, Jesse. Well, in his defense, (laughs) in his defense, he's been working very hard on making films. So, yeah. <laughs> which honestly, I would rather be doing <laughs> than watching them myself. So, uh, I could do both. I'm good sure. with that. <laughs> but let's talk briefly about this film because, once again, it was such a highly discussed topic um, on previous episodes, ever yeah. since the first episode of Geekly Dose, you know. From the the first things that came about about it, like Michael Bay being involved and et cetera and whatever, and we finally have the film, right? And we have seen it. So tell I me actually what you had the joy of seeing it twice. And if my children are watching, I apologize because I told them I didn't go see it. We had talked about actually going to record. I think about a week, week and a half ago, mm-hmm. and just it didn't. And so I was like, well, I kind of need to be prepared. So I just took off by myself. There was maybe there was more people than I thought for a Friday, Thursday, Friday afternoon that were there. 
Um, probably about 20, 30 people, all adults, obviously, because it's the middle of the day. And uh, nice and quiet and um, got to got to see it, and it was really good. Well, I think the next day or the day after, we took the kids to see it. We got there a little bit late. We were sitting, like, in those first front three rows. Ouch. Yeah, where your head is crammed completely back, and we saw it in 3D, and, like, I was feeling mm. awful, and so I walked out at one point, and... They're like, you're going to miss it. And I'm like, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, so, but I enjoyed it. You know, I I really enjoyed it. There was a lot of um, fun little spots where they, you know, threw back to some of the older cartoon properties, Mm -hmm. um, some of the speculation that had been online. There was a lot of tongue in cheek. There was a lot of um, uh, nods to the old movies and, yeah. and cartoons, which I really liked. And, you know, because really and truly the target audience for this, even though you want the younger people, it's people our age, right. you know, who remember, you know, Vanilla Ice showing up in the movie, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and that kind of stuff. So it's, it's, it's really your target audience to really win over. My kids loved it. I loved it. Um Clint, as far as I know, loved it. He didn't tell me that he didn't. I could be wrong. But we, I mean, it was just a fun movie to go and see. Do I see them making a second one? Not really. I don't. Well, you know, they are, though. They right? are? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, it's official. Like, the movie made enough money to where. May as well. Yeah. Like, after because the first they, weekend, they, they really were like, left okay, it. It's, it's not two. like one of those things where they left it hanging to where they had to make no, a second one. Totally not. You no. know, unless you count. Poor Will Arnett's car, show, you know, blowing <laughs> up at the end. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of can't. I can't really talk about it without without explaining my experience watching the movie <laughs> because that, which sucked. is why I brought up mine, right? Because I had known about. So yours. we have that in common. At least you know our first experience watching it sucked. So I, you know, no, I'm my first the one was fine. It was or my was second, second one that was bad. That okay. was bad. And that um, was more because I wasn't feeling well and we had terrible seats. Okay. I only saw it once, but I wanted to see it again because the first was so bad. But then I just kind of said, well, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I, you know, I'm, I went in there. I think it was on a Sunday afternoon. For some reason, I'm thinking this will be a good time to go. No one's going to be here, et cetera. Wrong. Wrong. Theater full of kids. OK, which yeah. for the most part, I'm OK with as long as the kids know how when to shut up. Yeah. If they don't know when to shut up, then I have a problem with that. You feel cheering <laughs> under control. And I mean, there was this kid that was not sitting directly behind me, but like, you know, a couple seats down. And the kid was just, I mean, it was cute because the kid was so excited to watch Turtles. Aww. But I'm like, you know, we all paid money turtles. to come in here and watch this movie. Yeah. Please shut your kid up. And I mean, like the, the parents didn't do nothing, man. And I can't, I can't See, stand that. And I'm, I'm not one of those parents. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those... You need to be quiet. You need to be quiet. And your kids are old enough and to where they know how to shut up. Right. right? And if they don't, I have no yeah. problem taking them out in the hall and going, look, I didn't pay 10 bucks a ticket and neither did all these other people to hear you run your yapper the whole time. Right. And, that, and that's what you should do. And this kid was probably, I don't know, maybe five or six or something. Yeah. Which so is around the same age, age as my daughter. She'll, okay. she'll be seven in November. Yeah. So, I mean, at that age, they should be old enough to sit down and sit for the most part, still, because Shanna still has, you know, she doesn't sit still all the time. But to sit for the most part, at least quiet. If not still, right. then quiet. Yeah, I mean, just 
something, you know, I've been, I have, I have like 10 nieces and nephews. Okay. And they all know, I mean, they're all not still babies anymore, right. but some of them are, but they know when it's time to be quiet because they want to hear the movie too. Right. You know, kids, they'll get the movies exciting enough. They'll just sit there with their eyes hanging open and just watch it and smile. But for some reason, this kid just could not shut up <laughs> and it just made the whole experience miserable for me. So because of that, I could not immerse myself into the film. Right. And I came away not feeling too great about it. Okay. Partially because of that, but also partially because, well, being completely honest, I, I felt like the, the biggest problem with this film was not Megan Fox, like everybody thought it was going to be. Right. But April O'Neil, if that makes any sense. Like the, the film centered around her and not the turtles. And that, that, that's, I didn't, I was not, I did yeah. not like that at all. You know, it was like, you did not see the turtles at all unless April was there. Right. It basically followed her part. around. And you may say, well, she's the human character. So that makes sense. Like Sam with Wiki and trans, no, not oh, with turtles. No, okay. No. I mean, the turtles have such personalities themselves that it should focus around them. And I felt like it was an April O'Neil movie featuring the turtles. Yeah. And had everything that had been going on with her been so interesting to where like like maybe that wouldn't have mattered but it wasn't interesting enough she was just about as you know kind of cardboard as i thought she would be in terms of personality not megan fox's performance but like the character of april i was never expecting her to be that deep or anything like that so it was weird just following her around and having these scenes between her and Vern, and you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I did enjoy those though. That I mean, and that had a lot to do with Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew he was going to be funny in this. I yeah. knew he was going to bring some of that, and so it, the those I enjoyed more than anything. You mm-hmm. know, when it came to just her, yeah. you know, just her by herself, and to some extent, I can kind of understand why they did it because you have to establish this base, you have to establish where they came from, how she ties into it, other than just, oh, she found them. Which the way they did it to some extent made sense as to why she would know these turtles or be involved with the turtles or what have you. It, it, it kind of, because I mean, the original, even going back to the original movies, the only thing that was there was she just happened to be at the right place and right time right. and busted them. So I, I can understand them wanting to create some type of backstory so that she has more of a purpose for being there other than just being there because yeah. she happens to be the one that knows. Yeah, that, so. that part of it I'm fine with. Yeah. Like the fact that her father was involved, you know, like I never had a problem with that. But then they started saying how she named them and she knew them when they were babies and that. (laughs) Well, no, they didn't didn't say that that. she named him, because if you remember correctly, the project was called Project Renaissance. So that doesn't allude their actual names, though. I, I don't. I don't think so. I Somebody think, send us an email right now if you know the answer. Yes, please. Because <laughs> I, I, I thought I just thought they that they geeklydose at gmail Maybe maybe it's the fact that she saved them is what I'm thinking. Yeah, about. but it was it you know it, 
in some ways it was kind of cool because they tied it in and you know each one had a different color dot which if they're mm-hmm. being experimented on would make sense because they've got to keep track of which turtles which what they're doing to what yeah. turtle yeah. and then they carry that color on as they become the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. so um, it, it kind of and I like how because her father was involved and she you know she was involved with uh, what's his name the scientist that turns out to be a bad guy and he's with yeah. the foot and he was taught by master shredder it kind of all wove back together it was there was a reason the foot was there there was a reason they were trying to do these experiments that made the turtles the way they were i felt like it it flushed out the explanation a little bit better even if it did follow her the whole time mm. yeah i just i just came away from the film not feeling connected to the turtles at all you know, and like yeah. I didn't, I didn't like feeling that way. I mean, I, I loved every moment they were on screen. Yeah, it's a shame there wasn't more of it. You know, I mean, how long did it take for the turtles to show up? At least twenty minutes. You know, and I get it. You want to kind of build up to that kind of thing, but not necessarily because we already know we know what they look like because we see them in the trailers. What are you? What exactly are you saving by not by taking so long to show them? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Meanwhile, we're spending all this time with April, and it's just not interesting enough. It was just like the weakest intro to a movie I've ever seen. I mean, yeah, I, I felt like there was a lot of stuff they could have shortened. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, I don't know. A lot of the stuff with like Whoopi Goldberg and her at Action yeah. 6 News, you know, it just went too long. Right. It just went a little bit too and long. And is there a reason me. why Whoopi Goldberg had to play that part? Because I'm, Whoopi Goldberg's awesome. I mean, no, I mean, I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. But, you know, it's like if you get an actress like that, with somebody that famous, you think there's going to be, oh, there's something special that About Whoopi that can character. bring to this right. part, right? It wasn't anything like that. It's uh, <laughs> probably Whoopi just going, can I be in the movie? I just want to be in the movie. Just yeah, give me something to yeah. do. Um, so. and, and, you know, another thing is that I, I feel more convinced than ever now that originally William Fickner was playing Shredder. <laughs> Yeah, and everybody and they went. changed it because the way it just doesn't make sense. You're telling me that this guy trained with the shredder, then what's then what is his purpose of being there? Then right, it's like yeah. we have the shredder and we have this other villain. Right? Why do we need two? We don't need two. I think you added the other character later on after people started complaining about stuff. Right? Because that it makes. It made Eric Sex useless. Yeah, and then because there was he this wasn't other the random Asian chick. Oh, Karai? Yeah. Because I don't remember her at all. Yeah, Karai was in the comics, some of the comics, and she's also on the animated uh, cartoon. Not the original, like, 80s cartoon, but, like, the later ones. And in some versions, she's Shredder's daughter, I think. Gotcha. And she was also in TMNT, the animated CGI film. You remember? She was in that, yeah. She was, she led, she's basically the leader of the Foot Clan, like, under Shredder, right? Gotcha. But she didn't need to be in this movie because none of that mattered. Right. No, <laughs> like, it didn't. They didn't, they they didn't, didn't say anything. That. They didn't tie it in at all. Exactly. She was just the high up. It's like, let's just soldier. pick another character from the cartoon to put in the movie. And to then, make people happy. Right. And it just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I really, I will buy it on Blu-ray when it comes out. Yeah. And I want to watch it again and absorb it. Because right now, like, if I had to rate the film, like, out of 10, I would give it, like, a 6. Yeah. You know, I which isn't terrible, fair. but it's not great just because... For one, my experience wasn't good. Which yeah. I, and and for a second, like it just wasn't. 
I don't know. The story just wasn't. I I can't. It was not. That but I like great. all the little the the little winks, the nods, the Easter eggs. Like mm-hmm. you know, they're turtles. Yeah. So they're aliens. No, that'd be ridiculous. And then he all of a sudden busts out <laughs> heroes on the half shell. And like in my head, I'm going turtle power. But how cheesy was that when he? It was, I mean, but it was a like I said it. it it's not like no one would that, just say that in real life. No. And you know what I mean? Don't force it in there for the sake of a, a, oh, a yeah. wink to the fans. Like if you're going to say it, find a more creative way to say it. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. But if, with that being said, it was far from the disaster. Most people I think were expecting, you know, like the turtles. I love the turtles personalities. Like I felt like that was all, right. that was all great. You know, specifically Donatello and Michelangelo. Right. We're like just the best parts to me. Right. So we did not get an email on who named the turtles, but we did get a tweet. And look who it's from. We got a tweet from my old co-host, Mr. <laughs> Stephen Nocentelli. Stephen, nice to know you're listening, buddy. And Stephen says that he thinks he remembers April naming them, which doesn't really help us, Stephen, because you're not sure. <laughs> yeah, we all kind of think. We don't remember. Because, uh, We're going to have to yeah. revisit that. <laughs> Stephen, thanks for your tweet, buddy. Uh, I I, I kind of wish you could have been in on this conversation to some extent because we, you and I, started this whole conversation like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so I wasn't I wasn't thrilled with the movie. You know, I mean, I wasn't like over. I wasn't like completely disappointed, but right. I wasn't thrilled with it. Right. That's I where can, I stand. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can agree with that. Okay. I'm I'm I'm, I'm there with you. Okay, so, cool. Okay. Well, I think that's enough about that. Yeah, no. updates. Uh, <laughs> okay, sorry. Oh, we got another. We got another. Yeah, they did have that little Easter egg. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, there was a line where Shredder said in in Japanese though, so it was subtitled, which made it even more weird that he said tonight we dine on turtle soup, which is something that Shredder has said in the cartoon, the old eighties cartoon, mm. a bunch of times. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, I I appreciate. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Did I like it? Eh. Not really. That one didn't feel as forced, <laughs> though, as the Heroes on the Half Shell one. Oh, no, no, no. no that it totally felt wasn't. super no. forced. It just... I, Fun, it, yeah. but forced. It wasn't believable to me that this, like, you know, this really badass Japanese martial arts master in this serious situation would say something like that. That yeah. is very much a cartoon line. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, yeah. Um, it just didn't. It still didn't feel as forced as the. No, it did. Years on the half. And Shredder was so underdeveloped and just. I mean, the he, suit was awesome though. Hmm. I thought the suit was pretty awesome, especially, yeah. especially the you know the fact that he had all these blades that he could throw out and then he could flip a switch and they'd all just come right back. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty freaking awesome. And so the fight between him and Splinter, I was like, oh. You know, like a drooling yeah. zombie just absorbing it. Yeah. So I, that part I kind of enjoyed of it. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, let's let's we didn't talk about this, so let's mention this briefly because I completely forgot about Splinter for some reason. <laughs> talked about the turtles a lot, but the fact that I forgot about Splinter, what does that tell you, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, I didn't. The the shredder. I don't want to seem you know hypocritical or whatever because I mentioned when we we're watching a trailer how much I love that. But in the movie, I don't know if I was ex- as excited about it. I mean, I don't. I just didn't understand like how were they even able to make something like that? 
<laughs> well, I mean, and if they're going to do anything, I mean, obviously, Saks has access to lots of money and power and technology and stuff like that. So, okay, whatever. He made the suit. If you're going to bring in the suit, I mean, you get this glimpse of Shredder at the beginning, and it's very difficult to see, and you can see that there's some scarring to his mm-hmm. face, which has always been alluded to throughout the series. Um, but... What is the purpose of the suit? Just to have a crap ton of knives to throw yeah. at people? See, that's, that's my problem. You know, and, and, you know, Clint, you know, Clint, thanks, babe. You're watching. Love you. He's, <laughs> he's tweeting us, and he found the suit to be too robotic. And I can see that, too. It's, it, to me, it's the fact that it's robotic but without a purpose. I can live with it being robotic right, yeah. if there's a purpose behind yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it's always nice to try to find some kind of a practical reason why they would have something like that. Right. You know, like with, with Tony Stark, it started because he just wanted to keep shrapnel all of his heart. And then he needed the suit to get out of this cave. So then it was like, okay, they've already established why he needs a mechanical suit. Right. And then it just built from there. And Shredder is just like, well, we just made you this freaking hyper <laughs> futuristic just because robotic suit we've upgraded your suit uh, really what was what did it look like beforehand what was the purpose behind it and that's why you know like so maybe that's something that they can they can address in the future because sax is now out of the picture Mm -hmm. you know so that really takes kind of the origin situation out of it i mean don't say it but i just don't i'm just (laughs) for some reason i just don't remember what his fate was in that film yeah uh, <laughs> but I remember the scene. Very, I don't yeah. remember how it completely ended. I'll put it to you that way. It wasn't. It wasn't a very. It wasn't overly film. climactic. Um, I do remember. Like I said, my favorite parts were when the turtles were on screen doing stuff and joking around. And how awesome was the scene with them in the elevator? Oh, and that the, was so good. There should have been more that. stuff like that, though. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like. Th- that's like everyone's favorite part of the film. Why was there not more stuff of them being like that? In and the that film? whole scene was spoiled on the internet as well. Yeah. Yeah. DJ well, that Mikey. scene was in the trailer. Well, I mean, yeah. they had a four minute thing. Yeah. Oh, like the entire that thing. That started before yeah. the elevator, that it went through the elevator. Then oh, yeah. After they exited. Like released by. Yeah. 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 That's because they knew they were like people really will love this scene. The, Let's release this one. Yeah. It was really you know? close to the release, too. Yeah. So. But I don't know. Like I said, I'm just a little. And there were things that I didn't catch <laughs> at the initial, um, uh, the initial viewing because I did see it twice. Um, that I there's things that I caught the second time around that I didn't catch the first time around. Like when Shredder, when they throw Shredder off the building at the very end, and you see him. There's this big dent in the you know ground and you see he had there was apparently some ooze and i did appreciate that they called it ooze um on the ground and if you watched it slid he kind of reached his hand over Mm -hmm. and it slid in on his hand and down into his arm on the suit inside the suit so which leaves it open for shredder to come back right yeah so um yeah yeah of course, they're going to end it like that, right? They have to kind of leave the door open a little bit. 
But just yeah. kind of talking about that, and, and then we need to move on. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. One more thing I want to say about it is that you, since you brought up that scene, mm-hmm. you know, when they're falling off of the building and everything, mm-hmm. and Raph is just kind of going on about this, and like, I'm sorry I did this, and I was scared to do this, and whatever, whatever, whatever. Very emotional scene, and but especially for a character like Raphael. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, it had no basis whatsoever because there was never they never did anything to warrant him reacting that way. It's I not disagree. like really. I disagree because he was talking about like them doubting Leo, and I, I they didn't. That wasn't a big deal in the film at all. But there was a whole scene where he was like, "I can't wait till we can go out because I'm going out on my own. I'm leaving you guys behind, and all this other kind of stuff." And, and, and was that the only scene? That's the only scene where he mentioned it specifically. But you know, there's other things where. Um, where he was just like, I'm doing it by myself, and and. But it wasn't like this ongoing. It's plot like they tried thread, to make yeah they you know? they tried to make they just it there and they alluded it. to it a couple of different times, yeah. but it wasn't overly. It was still a really good like the original sweet turtles. Scene. That was a big thing. You know what I mean? Like Raph, Raph and Leo got into this argument. Raph went on his own and then he got beaten up because yeah. of it. And then that made Leo feel badly about it. And they came back together in the end. Like it was an right. important part of the story. Even in the animated film, they fought Leo and Raph like on yeah. the rooftops. Like that was awesome. But in this movie, it's kind of like, we'll kind of mention it a little bit. and then, yeah. But then we'll let Raph have this big monologue at the end. Right. But it's not grounded in anything because they didn't really spend any time developing that they had any sort of animosity Right, even when they other. did the flashbacks of the turtles growing up, per se, and showing them as children. I mean, other than the one game of uh, Buck Buck, mm-hmm. you know, where Raph moves out of the way at the last minute. You know, it really... They, I don't want to say they forced it, but they didn't really overly, I don't know, develop that the way they could have yeah. to, to make that scene even better than it was. Right. Yeah. So part so. two, uh, less April Neal, more turtles. Okay. Yes. Can we just say that and introduce Casey Jones and someone else and then let's, let's do this thing right. Okay. Cause this wasn't a terrible movie by no, any means. No, 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 and no. I will buy it when it comes out cause I want to watch it again. Yes. But right now I would say a six out of 10. I, 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 yeah. I'm with you okay. there. I'm with you there. Okay. So we're going to move on to the finale now, um, which uh, is going to be a segment that we call trailer overdose of which we're going to take a trailer of something, which for this episode is going to be uh, for arrow season three. And we're going to break it down. We're going to kind of dissect it and go second by second, minute by minute, and kind of break this thing open. Uh, it's only a minute and 23 second trailer, but we're, you know, we're going to actually stop every couple seconds to talk about some things. Uh, if you do not want to be spoiled for anything that has happened, Arrow, you know, this on Arrow from this from the beginning until now, the past two seasons, right. you may not want to listen to this. I mean, I don't know how much stuff we'll spoil or if we'll spoil anything. But so, I'm just warning you. Right. So, Mom, if you're watching, now's the time to turn. I got my mom into Arrow. I talked to her so much about it that her and my stepdad started watching it on Netflix. And she got to the end of the first season. And she, I got a text message at like 9 o'clock one night, which is weird because my mom's usually one of those, I'm in bed by 10. Mm-hmm. So, like 9, 9.15, I get this text message like, is Arrow season two on Netflix yet? I'm like... No, not quite, but usually it comes out before the next season. And I got one of those, like, you know, Anakin at the end of Star Wars 3, no, type of text messages. And she's like, I've got to keep watching. I'm like, I'm pretty sure 
they'll release it, you know, they'll release the second season on Netflix prior to, because it comes back, I believe it's October 8th or October 9th. It's pretty soon. One, one of those two days. I know one of them is, is Arrow and the other one's The Flash. Um, so she was like, she was so upset. So mom, now's the time to turn it off. You can watch season two later, I promise. I'll buy it for you Bye, if Kevin's I have to. Bye, mom. Bye, mom. Uh, But yeah, so it's no secret that Caitlin and I are huge fans of the show Arrow. So um, we're going to jump into this thing and uh, see what we have going on here. So this is the one that CW Television Network, um, they're calling it the High Speed Chase trailer. I want to say it's only been out uh, about a week, if that. I don't even know if it's been out that long. I think it's been more like a day. Yeah, a day or two, something like that. One day. Uno Deo. So fresh, fresh, fresh. And it does premiere um, the 8th at 8, uh, 8 Eastern, 7 Central will be the new season. So excited. John, there's an illegal shipment of RPGs headed your way. I'm on it. Do you like Italian? What? Okay. Italian. I think this is a good place to stop. I think so, too. Because we, we get a shot of Felicity Smoke, right? She's sitting at her computer doing her thing, but she seems to be in some sort of a uh, store. Yeah, it's like a Best <laughs> like Buy or something. Like she got a job there or something. Um, Which would make sense because at the end of season two, he had lost his company. Yeah. And so. then the, the, the Arrow Cave or whatever they call it was destroyed, right? Correct. Yeah, because uh, Deathstroke and his uh, crew got in there somehow and, and destroyed everything. Or he put a bomb in there or something like that, right? Right. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. It'll be interesting to see if she just kind of takes this job just to have access to, to the technology, <laughs> right. technology or something, because we've got her like sitting at this desk and, uh, we've got Oliver riding a motorcycle, Diggle basically doing his normal thing. Um, so it's not, yeah, I just, I just want to point out the fact that she was sitting at this, she looked like she was in the, a store. Right. <laughs> And then, of course, Oliver asked her, do you like Italian? Which, the end of season two, especially that last episode, you know, there's that nice moment in the Queen Mansion between Oliver and Felicity. Mm -hmm. And when we initially see it, we're going, okay, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but all of the women who watch (laughs) this show are going, yes, finally. You know, and he's he's pour he's what you think is pouring out his heart. He put you know, Deathstroke has the wrong woman. He's not she's not the one that I care about more than anything. It's you, and we're all going, oh, Yay! Finally. And then later on through the episode you realize he knew that he a, was probably yeah. watching and planning something. Playing, You're yeah, going, up being this elaborate plan and Felicity's in to fool not, Deathstroke. Yeah. And she's in on and it, and we're all going, No, <laughs> Yeah, and I'm so uh, mad at you right now. I mean, I have never been a big. I don't. I love Felicity, that character, oh, yeah. the, to death. And I love, you know, Oliver, but I don't. I never wanted to see them together. It just never made sense to me. <laughs> it's just kind of cute. She kind of. But see, that's the thing. Like, I don't. Well. Yeah. It, they, they play off of each other really well. It's and, cute, but like, to me, Oliver Queen doesn't do cute. You know what I mean? He doesn't. I mean, he, he was dating. Canary, right. who was the opposite of Felicity in a lot of ways. Right. She's dangerous. She's a fighter. She's like an assassin. I mean, you know, so they make much more sense to me. But, um, I don't well, know. we'll bring that up in a second. Sure. So let's watch a little bit more. I want to see him get back with Laurel. 
But I feel like I feel like they're getting so far away from that now that yeah, a little bit. I mean, there's still room for that, but <laughs> okay. The film guy in me notices the uh, the camera they used is has rolling shutter like really bad. Like watch this shot with the screens and they move it, all the screens fold. Mm. <laughs> Take that, CW. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like Italian? What? Italian. You like Italian, right? Everyone likes Italian. Oliver, you're in the middle of a high-speed chase. I'm multitasking. There will be two types of criminals left in Starling City. Okay. We put a- so, if we roll it back a, a little bit, we see there's three people walking down an alley, and obviously one of them's going to be Arrow, and there they are coming into the... Uh, obviously, there's going to be a new Arrow cave, because you see that right. as well. And um, there is, well, I don't know what they're calling him, but Roy. Roy. And Roy's freaking costume is badass. I agree. It is. Fr- I'm sorry. It's it almost looks better, better than Arrow. It's better than Arrow. I mean, let's I just mean, say even, it. St- even Stephen Amell said it. it. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of. But apparently yeah. he's going to, according to what's been said at San Diego Comic-Con, you know, he's going to get some costume upgrades and whatnot. Oh, he but better. It's, he it's better. freaking I mean, I've always kind of liked Roy, but now I'm kind of like, mm, Roy, okay. It's Roy interesting. And some I think pants. I think they're going to be calling him <laughs> Arsenal. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Which is apparently a character, but it, it's weird because he's obviously also Speedy slash Red Arrow. You know, like well, there's also but that they, character. But they're calling Thea Speedy. Right. So I mean, yeah. So, I think when they started doing that, it was obvious that they were not going to introduce another. With the way another, they left. You know, yeah. her at the end of season two, taking off with, you know, her biological father. Yeah, she's going to come back and be like badass Speedy, the, the right. villain. Right. <laughs> Which so, I think we get a little bit of that, that is in this uh, miniature of Arsenal. Yeah. See, this is what's cool about recording this at Jesse's house. So he's like, oh, yeah, let me he show you. He pulls out the characters every time we talk about one. <laughs> so. Arsenal. No, it's it. really tiny oh, yeah. for YouTube so viewers. tiny. <laughs> but yes, the point is that his costume looks very good. Awesome. Uh, because instead of it just being like a plain red, it kind of like fades to black in and some portions like of it. Buckles and yeah. all kind of. There's like looks awesome laces. Yeah. Like it laces up the side or something. It looks so is... awesome that I am going to find an opportunity to cosplay as him. <laughs> Some point after this show, maybe next year. That would be awesome. <laughs> and then I'm going to lose all my weight, and I'll go as your Theo. I'll go as Speedy. That would that would be cool. That'd be fun. It would. Jesse's going to go as Arrow himself. We'll save the main character for you. Assuming he ever, you know, finishes watching the series and gets caught. <laughs> Steven will be Deathstroke. That's more. Yeah, <laughs> he'll have the, the the most difficult costume of all to pull off. <laughs> Uh, okay. Have fun with that, Stephen. <laughs> Actually, that would be the easiest. Th- Actually, you're right. Because I, I have <laughs> yeah. something right now that could could pass as Deathstroke. Actually, yeah. there you go. When you get to cover your entire body, it's like easy. I mean, I was what? <laughs> I was uh, who was that last year? Spaceballs. Uh, um, Darth, Darth yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so Darth it's easy to help yeah, cover awesome. your. That's awesome. Yeah, cover it was a pretty everything. cool costume too. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I'll we'll show you some so. pictures afterwards. What's For the sale. matter? <laughs> Sanders? Chicken? <laughs> All right. That's one of my favorite lines. Anyway. There will be two types of criminals left in Starling City. The ones we put away, the ones that are running scared. You keep this up, there won't be any criminals left for me to prosecute. You have failed this city. 
How are you, detective? Wishing I was still a detective. Okay. I've got it. We have to mention this, right? Because did season two not end with some sort of cliffhanger or something bad happening to Detective uh, Lance? Yes. He so he's a, obviously okay. He appears. <laughs> he appeared to have had a heart attack or stroke or something yeah, some of that kind of nature yeah. after um, Canary got on the boat and took off. Um, so, you know, we wondered about that. And obviously, at some point, Laurel figured out that, you know, she put the pieces together just like, I think, I really think her dad put them together, too. He's just like, nope, if I don't verbally say it, it's not real. Mm -hmm. And I can just disconnect from it, especially since he was on the police force. You know, if I absolutely make the connection, then I feel obligated to divulge that information as an officer of the law. Mm -hmm. So... But Laurel is under no such illusions, and so, of course, she makes the comment, you know, you keep busting everybody, I won't have anybody to prosecute, you know, which is not a bad thing, at least which in is, my mind. That is, isn't that, isn't isn't that, that such an point? interesting thing to see in the trailer, because that is so new? Because she, you know, for the longest time, she right. didn't know that he was Arrow, but now that she right. knows, I'm, it's, it's interesting to see that how their dynamics will change now. Because right. this has to have opened her eyes to so many things. Like with Laurel, it's like now all of this stuff makes sense. Mm-hmm. The reason why you did this, the reason why you did that, that right. and all this. So I feel like that'll bring them closer in a way. So maybe they'll get back together. One can only hope. Could right? be. I'd be and cool then, with that. And then you see at the end of where we stopped it, you know, Oliver in arrow costume saying you have failed this city, which kind of throws it back to season one and the list, Uh, because I don't think the list was ever fully completed. You know, there was a big distraction because there was bombs. A little fuzzy on that. Yeah. And and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we might be getting back to the list or there's more to the list than we actually realize, especially, (laughs) you know, once you realize that. Moira was involved and all this, other, mm-hmm. which I am so sad that that character is not going to be there. I, I yeah. really, and that was such an excellent scene. That oh man, it was gut wrenching. I think I actually did cry. It was. It was. It was so well played, and that and that's why this is one of too. the most underrated shows on television. Oh, like great. even Stephen Amell, you know, when they came out with. I want to say the Emmy nods, you know, he's like, we should have gotten a a nomination just for our choreography alone. Agreed. I mean, they do some phenomenal Agreed. It's it's sad how these kinds of shows just don't even get acknowledged. There's, you know, there's always possibility for Moira to come back uh, in flashbacks. I mean, in the first episode, Tommy's going to be there. You know, he's already, and I I follow him on Facebook, the guy that plays Tommy. um, I can't think of his last name. Yeah. But Tommy. Tommy. Tommy, good old Tommy, because I was upset when Tommy died. I'm like, no. So I was excited yeah. to see that they were at least though. bringing so bringing him back in in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell that to George R. R. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna kill everybody to oh, make he it already fresh. Knows. <laughs> Just kill everyone in the world. So I mean, yeah. So th- there might be there might be some throwback to the list a little bit. Gotta f- you know, gotta finish. Uh, gotta finish taking care of that yeah so it's a possibility let's resume date or something don't look so surprised okay well we have to mention the fact that black canary is back 
right? right. Or, or did she? Did she? She she, she left, left on a boat at the end right. of season two, not with Talia to to, Ghul, to but n- one of the other, or whatever. Yeah, to go back to the to league. Be, yeah, and uh, apparently she got her jacket back because I know she left it with her sister. But it looks uh, like she's got it, it here. Maybe a little different jacket. I don't know. Yeah. She looks incredible though, as always. As always, yep. Uh, I feel like I feel like Canary's this kind of character now. Like you can't. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say we can't have her on the show, but I don't want to see her not be. You know what I mean? Like I love that I, she's awesome. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's just awesome. Like there's nothing to not like. And I I feel like originally they probably weren't even planning on keeping her around this long, right? Because she kept disappearing, and not only that, I mean, you know, huge spoiler alert here, but. We were led to believe that she was dead for like the entire like first season of the right. show. <laughs> right. So the fact that they brought her back and made her Canary and because things are different because I believe that Laurel actually becomes Canary in the comics. Right. Which she so still well. could. Yeah. Technically. And that's what I think everybody <clears throat> thought was going to happen when she went when Sarah went and got on the boat and gave Laurel her jacket. Everybody went, ha. She's gonna become Black <laughs> yeah. Canary, but I think it's a little soon for that. I, I yeah, you know, I, I but and I like that. that Black Canary's still kind of coming up because, at least within this Inception version, whatever you, however you want to say it, it's someone he can relate to, but it, who's been through a lot of the same experiences as, as he has, so it gives him a centering, right? You know, a, a battle buddy, mm-hmm. as it were. You know, and that's probably why they didn't work out as a couple. You know, that's right. That's two different shots there. They make it seem like that's one, but in the first one, she's knocking down. That's clearly like a thug, mm-hmm. and that's Arrow in that shot, right? <laughs> There's like, catch. yeah, like crafty editing there to make it seem like they're fighting each other. Which right. she probably just like rescued him. He or probably should, yeah. He showed up after the fact, or she showed up in the middle of him fighting that guy, or yeah. whatever. But exciting to have Sarah back, you know. At least on a temporary basis. You know, just keep giving us as much eye candy as you want, and uh, I'll never be mad at that. So. Yeah. All right. I look so surprised. I haven't been gone that long. And then you see yeah. Oliver Let's and Felicity kiss. Which everybody's yeah. been wanting for two seasons. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say now that it's just gonna be that that and not anything more than that. I, you know, <laughs> I think they're gonna play with it a little bit at the beginning of the season, but I know at some point there is gonna be a crossover between this season's Arrow and the Flash. I want to mm. say it's episode eight, somewhere in there, and um, and Felicity will be making a run over over there even before that. So. You know, because they flirted with the idea of her and Barry being together, which right. to some extent make made a little bit of sense. Um, but I don't know. I mean, she Felicity's been so in love and awkwardly sticking her foot in her mouth, you know, in front of Oliver for the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. Just play it out and see where it goes and be done with it. Mm, I just don't want to see know, it. I just don't. I, I, but th- there's been such a because Emily Beckett Records does such a good job with Felicity and mm. brings that you know techie geeky awkwardness to her. It just especially with someone in front of someone who's 
known as a, a playboy, a womanizer, whatever, uh, as Oliver Queen is. It, it just it's a really cute chemistry, you know. Okay. So yeah, I think I, can, I think I everybody's everybody's enjoying their chemistry on on screen. So it's like, look, just do it once. All the more reasons. See to what happens, that, and know? then if it doesn't work, just you know. Well, see it me work. as a writer, I'd be like, everybody wants that to happen, so I'm just going to tease it until the series finale. <laughs> you well, know, they why, did why that them, last season. Yeah, it's like just keep teasing them like every season to make you think it's going to happen. And that's why I think it's just yeah. going to be that kiss and, and nothing more than that. And it's not a coincidence that they put that in the trailer because they know people want that. But that's all the more reason to not give it to well, them. Well, and I think they said something that there was going to be some, um, as it's called, uh, elicity action at San Diego Comic Con. Oh, I hate when so. they combine people's names like that. I know. Sometimes it's cute, uh. sometimes it's aggravating <laughs> as hell. So. But I mean, it's, it, at the very least, you know, we all kind of knew it was coming eventually. Yeah. So. All right. Something's going to die. You, for example. Ray Palmer. Parked on your roof. I hope that's okay. okay. Superman. The mention okay, of fact he's not that, Superman. that Brandon Routh is uh, a new character. Um, I think he's playing Heat Wave, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, a character who becomes a character named Heat Wave. Um, Jesse Hero clicks no. <laughs> 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 um, I may be mistaken about that, but um, nope, I was wrong, right? Oh, I don't know. That, no, Heat Wave is a Flash villain. Sorry. Okay, they yeah, cast that guy be, as yeah. Heat Wave. Yeah, the guy Flash. from Prison, Prison Break, Break, and he was also okay. in um, the last Blade movie, Blade Trinity. He played Dracula. So. Oh, that movie. Whew. Yeah. Um, the Adam. He's playing the, the Adam. Adam. There okay. we go. Okay. okay. Oh, that's a good guy. Um, yeah. Um, so, um, I love Brandon Routh. Ni- nice to see Brandon Routh come back in some, some DC capacity, right? His, right. His, it wasn't his fault. Superman Returns wasn't that great, you know? I mean, in the last time mm-hmm. I think we've really seen him on TV is when he was uh, on Chuck, so which was such a great, great show. Are y'all familiar with the Adam? Yeah. Not uh, so much. I know that he makes himself Basically really tiny. Ant Man. Yeah. He's ah. like a DC version of Ant Man. Even kind of looks like him. <laughs> which is crazy because they're, they're starting to get more and more into the. Uh, the outlandish quote unquote stuff with Arrow, which was very much grounded in the beginning, which I kind of preferred. But then yeah. they introduced the Mirakuru and all that. And so now we're getting all these super powered people coming in. Um, but it's exciting. You know, we got to get new characters every season. So, right. And then we've got, um, oh God, Aoki. I can't think of her last name right now. That's going to be brought in as well. She's not teased in here, but. Mm-hmm. That's going to be kind of fun. Melanie, right? Okay, let's talk about what we just saw there. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was a shot of Thea Queen um, chopping something in half. Looks like possibly a vase. Um and we know that she left with her father, Malcolm Merlin. And as everyone pretty much predicted, he's going to train her. Right. And at this point, she's so scorned by Oliver and Roy and Roy that she'll probably be brainwashed to some extent and come back to Starling City as some kind of a vigilante villain. I just hope they don't rush into that because, I mean, it took Oliver like five years to become what he is. And if they just make her this badass assassin in like a month, I'm gonna be kind of disappointed yeah. by that. I, I can completely agree. So, so if yeah, she comes she's back, she can come back, but she better be like a, a, a rookie. 
know. And of course, John Berriman is back, um, yeah. which we saw at the end of the season. And she, he, of course, ran off with her. Uh, John Berriman playing uh, Malcolm Merlin. Um, so, and he's just a lot of fun. Sure. I'm, I'm liking yeah. him. I mean, even though it was only the last episode of the season last season, um, I'm really enjoying him. I really enjoyed him showing up. I, yeah, I mean, it's he always weird. Has, has a very nice presence. Yeah, and I, I believe I believe he's been upgraded to like full cast. Yeah, I think this so season. As well. So we'll be be seeing a lot more of him. Oh yeah, uh, which look for him to be more of an anti-hero this time. Like I don't really expect him to be a full villain either. I mean, they had to work together to fight Deathstroke last time, right? So. I think it'll be a common ground since they both care about Thea and he wouldn't dare hurt Oliver because he knows that's Thea's brother. Right. And, and no matter know. how mad she is at him. Right. You know. So expect them to be doing some anti-hero type stuff, I would say, more so than, than full-fledged villain like Malcolm Merlin was like in the first season. Right. Uh, who was that that Laurel was? She just twisted some dude's arm. Okay. I don't know. Probably some new just character. Some guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then we've got that. I don't know if that's is that Roy. I assumed it was, but it looks like he's wearing like something over his mouth and nose too. It it could be, or it. Yeah, see, I don't know. That's I think it doesn't quite. It might be. It could be a Merlin. It could be Malcolm Merlin. It could also be. Well, I don't think so because I think she mainly uses a katana. The other character that's been cast, um, Devin Aoki's character, mm-hmm. whose name escapes me right now. Um, Could really be anyone, I guess. Now, yeah, that's very I think true. They want you to think it's this because of the fade. Yeah, because of the fade, right? That yeah. would make sense. There are still a few things that you don't know about me. I didn't know how to use a gun. <laughs> Arrow, season premiere, Wednesday, so then, October Yeah, because one of the, the things, I, you know, he never uses guns. He always uses his arrows. So seeing him shoot a gun else. is new. Right. <laughs> uh, but that goes to show that there will be a situation that will arise that will require a gun because he's not in costume. So he probably doesn't have his his uh, his bow and arrow. So he has to use a gun. Right. Um, and we're going to actually see him get off the island, at least temporarily. Right. The last so, season ended with him going to China or Hong Kong. Hong Kong. I do believe. And yeah. Amanda Waller, uh, Walker show Walker, Waller. Waller. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Waller shows up. And so she's going to be on there quite a bit more regularly this year, it looks like, as well. Yeah. So they're going to um, kind of fill out her. Of her too. Yeah. They're going to uh, fill out her backstory. It's got to be weak. Huh? Yeah. She looks nothing like the cartoon <laughs> comic version. No, no. Amanda Wall is always like really like huge. overweight and everything yeah. in the comics. But Super broad shoulders, short no. hair. But yeah. they don't. In all fairness, though, that lady that's her headshot. So she looks a little more, more dressed up than she looks on the show. And the show that yeah. her hair's pulled back. I don't even know if she's wearing makeup. They try to make her look, you know, more. But yeah. <laughs> um, but let's talk about this briefly since we're in the thing. Um, they cast Raza Ghoul. Right. Which I was kind of excited when they said they were bringing Ra's al Ghul in because Liam Neeson was like, yeah, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And to some extent, I was kind of excited about that. And I thought that would be absolutely cool. But 
I understood why they didn't do it. If you bring Liam Neeson in as Ra's al Ghul, you, you basically tie the Arrow TV show and that whole universe with the Dark Knight series. It's essentially what you're doing. And I mean, Ra's al Ghul, he kind of lives forever, so it kind of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, you could still get away with it, but you're still, in essence, tying it back to the Dark Knight series. And the other side of that, even though we know they will never bring Grant Gustin and Stephen Amell in as their characters for the Justice League, if you bring in Liam Neeson as Ra's al Ghul, you definitely cut off the possibility of that even happening because you've already got a whole different Batman than what was there. And so you mm-hmm. have to have that separation of the verses, as you know, yeah. for lack of a better phrasing. So as cool and as awesome, because you never see, you know, Liam Neeson's not doing anything but Taken movies or movies that are similar to Taken, that's like true. November Man. You know, that's that's all you're seeing from him lately. And you never, you almost never see him on TV unless it's an award show, mm-hmm. even if you see him there. So it would have been awesome to see, yeah. but I understand why they didn't. Well, I mean, let's, I want to, I want to kind of back up a little bit and kind of contextualize this Um there was never any talk by the creators of Arrow this, <laughs> about bringing in Liam Neeson. It's like right. someone, someone just asked, Liam Neeson was being interviewed for something, and someone said, would you ever consider playing Roz again on TV or something? And he was like, sure, I'd do it. And that's, about, that's, that's as far as it went. Like, right. So as far as we know, there was never any actual uh, indication Discussion. by the creator, right, yeah. by, on their end, about bringing him in there. As far as we know, they have always had their own plans for who they want to cast as Ra's al Ghul. And uh, while I do agree with you to an extent that it would kind of confuse things because it would tie it into the Dark Knight trilogy, the fact that that trilogy is over with now, I don't think it would be as big of a deal, you know? Because yeah. if that if that series was still going, I would totally agree. Yeah. But since it's done, I mean, yeah, people would think about that. But it could just be, well, he's just playing this character again because he's well, and and the, the the reason that I think it would still tie in, even though he was only in what the first Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Um, he it, was in the first and the third one. The, see, but you didn't really see a whole lot of him in the third one. Yeah. You saw third more one was of just like flashbacks, right? You saw more of Talia, Visions. but there was still that Al Ghul name, the the Al Ghul presence, even though it was at the very end, and you figured mm-hmm. out who she was. Um. It's still you're because that name was still so prominent w- through the first and third movie. You you're still tying that all back in. Yeah, I mean, so, don't get me wrong. Like I understand how some people would make that connection. Yeah, but I don't think it would be something that would necessarily detract uh, from it. You know. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, Stephen Pierce Brosnan. My yeah. bad. Well, but there's some I, I other heard you movie. bring up that movie, but I was like, it's not. But it, I mean, it's all the same type of movie. Interrupting you over. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's why. And that, but it's the same type of movie to right. some extent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've taken yeah. somebody. I have a certain set of skills. I taught somebody else these set of skills. <laughs> it's all the same freaking movies to me. <laughs> so. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Roz. Um, it's interesting that they're bringing in Roz and still haven't brought Talia in because I, I thought the reason they were keeping Talia and Roz out was because they were more so Batman villains. Yeah. But if they're bringing in Roz, then you might as well bring in Talia. Assuming that she exists in this world, right? Because we've got right. Nyssa, right. Um, which is basically her, but just, you know, her sister. 
Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But um, extremely excited for Arrow season three. Um, I, I will say this: Ar- Arrow, Flash, and Bat and, and Gotham mm-hmm. are the sole reasons why I didn't cancel my cable because I was literally about to because I'm like I don't watch this and I need to save mm-hmm. money and you know like all the stuff that I watch has ended the shows but right. then I remember wait a second I need to watch Arrow and all that so oh, yeah. if that says anything you know if you if you have any doubts about Arrow at least check out Arrow fantastic show absolutely yeah so and okay. just to throw out there who is going to be playing Ra's al Ghul his name is Matt Nabel uh, the mo- biggest thing you probably would have heard, heard yeah, of him from was that, in um, Riddick <laughs> He was he was in the Riddick movie mm-hmm. as Boss Johns, and so that's that's most of what he's known for. But he's done quite a bit. He's a former rugby player, um, so and he's got looks like he's got quite a bit of stuff that's gonna be coming out. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't overly I see him. it, but I don't underly see it. Yeah, and but Arrow's never disappointed, so we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't think there's any terrible casting choice they've made so far. Right. So, well. Well, I don't oh. want to bring it back up, so never mind. Oh Lord! I was I was never crazy about the actress who played uh, Helena, uh, the Huntress. I was oh, never, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just never quite. I, don't, I wasn't anyway. too overly thrilled <laughs> with what they did with Huntress, but like I said, I'm, I'm like I've said before, I'm a huge Birds of Prey, the old mm-hmm. series. I think it was on UPN or something like that, and I've got the disc set. But yeah. you know, it's just. I didn't like where they took her, so mm-hmm. it, I didn't quite feel. Well, she might resurface. They can't hold her. While we're talking <laughs> about Roz, real quick, Stephen asked if you think that Roz can't appear on Gotham. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, as long as the universes are separated, like no, I don't think I don't think it means matter. that he can't. Um, I think I think what's going to happen is that. Um, I think, you know, obviously Roz is definitely more associated with Batman. So I feel like they will use him if they feel like it. I mean, you know, I don't think there's any sort of because these are two completely different networks. Okay, yeah. so we got Fox and CW. None of the same people are making these shows. So I don't see them coming to any kind of agreement and saying that, well, you use Roz this season and we won't. I just don't see that happening. Right. But at the same <laughs> time, I mean, Roz is more associated with Bruce Wayne when he's older. You know, mm-hmm. and Gotham well, is I mean, all those characters really, though. You know, a child. You know, so but they're also they also have the Riddler and Catwoman. And he doesn't meet them until he's older either, technically. But yeah. it's not about Batman. You know, it's about Commissioner but Gordon. Cat, right, but Catwoman is young enough in that conception to where she fits within it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and it seems like Riddler and Penguin they're casting young enough to where. When he's older, it would fit within yeah. that. Well, Roz, Roz could be technically he could be the same age as Commissioner Gordon is in Gotham, and yeah, still, that's true. you know, he could With still the be a presence. And everything. That, but that I just, makes sense. I don't think they'll go that route. Yeah. Because you know you're getting like, like you said, Batman doesn't really encounter Roz until he goes. Well, at least in the movies, right? Right. Until so he grows up and goes off the train. So if we see him, maybe it'll be later on once we've got like a teenage Bruce Wayne or something like that. Right. But to answer your question, Stephen, I don't think that that means anything because it's all DC, really. You know. Right. And I think they can use whatever they want as long as they're not reserved for the movies. Right. You know. And obviously, I would think Roz wouldn't be if they're planning on putting him in Arrow this season. 
Yeah, I don't see Roz popping up anytime soon and like, you know, in Justice League or anything like that. So yeah. I think it's safe for both to utilize him. But with that being said, I don't see why they would bring him into Gotham, you know. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. He's not he's not as juncture. grounded of of a of a character as the rest of them, I think. Yeah. Because he does have those mystical ties and all that, so. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Thanks for the question. Okay. So unless we have anything further, <laughs> Re- refresh that for me, Jesse. No, we don't. Okay. Okay. We're gonna go ahead and wrap this episode up because uh, it's already going a little bit longer than planned. <laughs> but don't happened. we always do that? Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> Dope. Um. What do you know about dough? <laughs> you discovered. can't quote The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, You've never watched allowed. it. I, I have watched it. Just because I didn't watch every episode ever made right. in yes. one week. Well, neither have I. So you know, I had an opportunity to. Um, <laughs> but yes, okay. So that was trailer overdose for this episode of Geekly Dose. And we're going to go ahead and go into the wrap up now and just kind of do a little discussion um, you should be, you know, pretty familiar with how this works by now. And that means that we don't really know exactly what's going to happen on the next episode because we don't have a set recording schedule. Mm. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. The more emails we get, more likes, more shares, more, more retweets, whatever. More views on YouTube. The more likely we'll come back a lot sooner to record. Absolutely. Right? Because we feel like... And the more are, questions you guys have. Yeah, totally. I mean, we can get in here and do a much shorter version with just emails if we got enough of them. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens for next time. I mean, we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> we always do. Of course, you know, stay subscribed. Head over to Facebook and like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash awesomepods. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash timbridgewater2. You can follow us on Twitter at awesomepods. Uh, you can go to awesomepods.com. All these places will let you know when the next episode will be coming up. Yep. And uh, <laughs> nothing. Twitter, anything Twitter? you want to shout out? Um, yeah, well, why not? I, I don't do a whole lot on Twitter. Um, it's just not my main thing. And, mm-hmm. and probably because I talk too much. So 140 characters usually isn't enough for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I am on there at Oriona75. That's O-R-I-O-N-A. You can find me on YouTube. Um, I've, Like I said earlier, I'm doing the DDP yoga, kind of chronicling my journey of, of weight loss and doing all of that. Yeah. And um, so that's that's connect. Same, same username on YouTube. Um, I don't really have a, I know you have a professional version of your YouTube page. I don't really have that. So wait, what, what? what? fan, you have a fan page. You said YouTube though. I uh, know. I'm sorry. Facebook. Oh, okay. I I'm like, sorry. Is there a professional YouTube page? No, that I'm forgetting my- <laughs> no, you have your regular YouTube page, which has awesome videos like your days of future past stuff and, and stuff like yeah, that. There's all that. Yeah. Yeah. But you have the, the mm-hmm. fan page, the fan it? Facebook page, <laughs> but I know what she, I knew what she meant. <laughs> Yeah, you have the fan yeah. Facebook page. I don't have that. I just have my personal page. Well, I, and in all fairness, I shouldn't have one. It's not like people <laughs> go to it. But if you want to go to it, 
and find all this other stuff that Caitlin's talking about. You can find links to my YouTube page, youtube.com slash timdog326, T-I-M-D-O-G-326, as well as all the stuff I do with Jesse, Sedgley Films, S-E-I-D-U-L-E Films on YouTube, as well as .com. Go there and find movies, music videos, all this kind of stuff. Um, I do another podcast called Republic City Report. So if you watch The Legend of Korra, uh, I do that podcast. Uh, that's also on Facebook. Um, a lot of been working my butt off on that. So if you're interested in that show at all, go check out the podcast because it's up and it's running and a lot of interesting things to talk about there. Is that everything? Okay. 80s Revisited. It still exists. Mm-hmm. Take a blast of the past with 80s Revisited. Uh, we talk about 80s movies and all that. So just another one of the podcasts we have on the Awesome Podcast Network. So if you like all that, just head over to awesomepods.com. Check everything out and, uh, and you will kill a lot of time with that. And if you want to catch any of those, like when you're working, you can catch them on iTunes or on the Stitcher yeah. app. We have like so much stuff. Don't I know. We? Like, There's so no excuse for you to not no find excuse. us. <laughs> I don't even mention my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> because then we'd, well, be a whole, we'd be a whole other hour if right? we listed all of Jesse's <laughs> stuff. So, um, But most importantly, hey, send us an email at geeklydose at gmail.com and we will answer your questions, give our thoughts and concerns and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So. I think that does it for this episode of Geekly Dose. Yes, so <laughs> until next time for Geekly Dose, I'm Tim Bridgewater. Caitlin Franks. Jesse Sedgley. Thank you guys and uh, come back next time for your next dose. Find this show and more on Facebook.com slash Awesome Pods. And follow us on Twitter at Awesome Pods.